Good morning, everyone. I'm here with Jason, also known as at StockEasy. StockEasy on Instagram, a fantastic Instagram channel, an amazing YouTube channel that truly, I mean, inspires me. But I flew down to New York to talk with this man, to talk uh, to you about photography, the Fuji gear that you use. He's also an Android user, and somehow <laughs> we don't come to fisticuffs over that. Uh, we also talk about navigating adversity. How do you look at a photograph? And I get him to actually judge one of my photos. Uh, and surprisingly, I'm not in tears at the end of it. So watch the full video, but also the link below, we have our full podcast conversation. We go on for a little over an hour and a half. You're definitely gonna enjoy that if you're a creative. So without further ado, let's get this thing started. The first thing, I, I saw your stuff on Instagram, naturally. What's going on, Tequila? <laughs> um, and uh, when I saw your work on Instagram, it felt, it felt like it had life to it. It felt like it had texture to it mm -hmm. to the point where I wanted to reach out to you. I'm mean, like, listen, would you be interested cool. in sitting yeah. down, having a conversation and talking about your work? Um, tell us about your work. Um, where did it begin? Uh, How did you get into photography and like go down this road? I mean, uh, I can't really pinpoint where it started. I think I, I, th I got into photography because I was studying acting for a while. Boy. And, um, yeah, I was studying acting for five years and I always wanted to shoot my own stuff. I kind of got to a point where I was like sick of waiting for other people. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy a video camera, right. learn how to shoot video and I'll be able to make movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the entire time I always had these photo books that I loved. They were just like sitting around my apartment <clears throat> and I never really saw them as like clues, mm -hmm. you know? So I had this video camera. I wasn't really shooting that much video with it. I never took pictures with it. Right. And one day I had looked up at this book that I had that's actually on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, Subway. Yeah. Bruce Davidson, you ever heard of it? Never heard of it. Oh, dude, it's one of the best photo books. So we're going to add this in the notes as well when we talk about it. Bruce yeah, Davidson, yeah. Subway. Bruce, Bruce Davidson's Subway. It's one yeah. of the best photo books I've ever seen. And I was sitting there looking at it one day and I was like, you know what? This camera actually takes photos. Right. So let me go outside. And I uh, went to Houston on like Allen Street and I sat on the corner for about an hour. Mm -hmm. And I got this, my first street photo ever. Right. That was like almost two or three years ago. Okay. And, um... It was just so, like so. This your journey two or three years ago is when it started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Two or three years ago, I, I self taught. That's amazing. I know, That's amazing. Pretty, I try not to tell people that. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll make an assumption about your your talent or what you know based off of. Right. But if you're hungry enough, it doesn't really matter. You yeah. Know what I mean, like I've, I I put the work in. I've like read all the books. I I know what I'm doing without even right. looking at it. Like, right. I. I I know photography now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you gave, you gave it the respect it deserves. Exactly. To really learn it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, and I feel like people don't do that. They want, like, the ready-made answers, which is, like, it's 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 kind of difficult when you're coming from it per, from a YouTube perspective because yeah. you want to teach people, but you mm -hmm. also need them to know that it doesn't come overnight. Mm -hmm. Everybody's exactly. like, well, what's this? How do you edit that? And I'm like, I, it took me years to figure out how to edit this. And, right, like, right. even now I struggle with it, so there's no quick answer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... Again, I was sitting at this yellow wall and I got this photo of um, a dude walking by with his hands in his pocket. Mm -hmm. and it was a silhouette, dude. <laughs> Until this day, it's still one of my favorite yeah, photos. Yeah. Um, probably flash that now, yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> yeah. have it come up in the video. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where like, you look back at it, you almost know where that seminal moment yeah. was. Yes. That kind of puts you past that absolutely. tipping point, right? Yeah, That's absolutely. amazing. And, and so since then, you just like... What did you go head first into? It? Did you kind of have to balance it with something uh, else? I mean, I was, like a, I was like a kid. I was like super excited about it. Like I was showing everybody the photo. It was like my first catch, and like right. it was like a high. You yeah. know, like everybody says, it was actually a high because now I just wanted to be outside in the street stalking. I didn't think it was something I could do. Yeah, like yeah. most people, you know, yeah. even with acting. Like when I started acting, I didn't think I was capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, which is part of what was so compelling about it. Mm -hmm. And I got on stage and I like wouldn't I wouldn't hold paper in my hand because I would shake. Yeah. I wouldn't drink because I forgot how to hold a glass. <laughs> like it was that uncomfortable. And right. like people are like, oh I can never shoot street. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah. Like you just 
it's one of those things. It's a muscle. You so I want, I want to touch on two of those things. So one, is there anything that you learned from acting school and acting that you've taken to your craft that kind of maybe gave you a little bit of an edge, a little bit of an advantage as a street photographer? Uh, yeah, I think so. But that like acting like anything else is just like experience from life. You know, if you're somebody that, that, um, if you're somebody that's compassionate, if you care for people, if mm -hmm. you actually mm -hmm. are interested in people. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. acting was a byproduct of that. Right. I already was interested in people. So right, right. I wasn't the type of person that was like, oh, hi, and bye. Like I wanted to know, I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the study of like human nature. Yeah. It, that's what photography does for you. You know, right. I can sit there and watch people move all day long. When right. I travel, I'll get a coffee and sit at a, a spot and just like watch the yeah. interactions. Yeah, yeah, people watching. And, yeah, just take and, it in. Yeah. Exactly. And so I guess photography taught me to do that on, on another level, but it mm -hmm. also taught me how to like diffuse situations. Right. Right. I don't, I mean, it rarely happens, but I think you learn to carry yourself in a way and put out an energy that's people can read that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if anything, that's what it's I hard. Do. It's hard to explain it to someone, mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that are, you know, if you spend enough time talking to people, mm -hmm. you almost know how to carry yourself. You know, same way someone would shake their hand with yeah. their palm facing up. Yeah. As opposed to like that power move yes. of the hand facing exactly. Away, and right? you, you learn to see through those things. It's right. stupid. People know that like when they when they see you do those things, they can read it. They know phony. Exactly. And it's like I'm one of those I I'd like to say I like to shoot straight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. I'm a genuine person. What yeah. you see is what you get. And yeah. I think when I take pictures of people, they know that. Yeah. And yeah. I have instances where like it's rare people will curse me out for taking a photo. Mm -hmm. I'm six four and I'm black, so yeah. I'm six four. I'm six <laughs> one. True. Sorry, six yeah. one. Yeah. You're gonna but have it's true. Yeah. It's, yeah. It happens. And yeah. when it happens, I'm like always kind of caught off guard because I'm like, it, it's weird to me that like your entire life has been absent of consequence. Right. You know, so like this moment, yeah. you feel the need that you can curse at someone when all yeah. you had to do was just be like, hey, can you delete that photo? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. now... But also it goes to show that, you know, in today's world, a lot of people carry almost a pent up negativity or mm -hmm. it's not even you taking the photo. It's yeah. something else yeah. that's kind of bogging them down. Yeah. And that moment yeah. was almost like a release for them. Absolutely. In certain, in certain circumstances, I think so. But I also think a lot of people have grown up with, without having to, to consider the things that someone like me and you might. Right. Like, just because our skin is brown, there's certain things that I would never do, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that, mm -hmm. obvious, that obviously shows in yeah. my photography. Some things that stick in the back of your mind that you probably can't do, yeah. that I can't do, mm -hmm. right? Just because of where we are, where we come can't from. Can't do or wouldn't do. Like, yeah. I wouldn't go jogging at night. Yeah. I might walk behind people <laughs> exactly. at night because I exactly. know what makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. There's things like that that I constantly yeah. have to think about yeah. every day, even with my photography. This is true. This you know? is true. And that's consequence of life. So, <laughs> I mean, when doing your street photography, I imagine it wasn't just, you know, perfect, you know, mm -hmm. rainbows when you first started. You yeah. had to kind of like... Oh, it's terrible. Get out, yeah. <laughs> it's well, so bad. That, but you kind of had to get I out mean, of your comfort zone a little bit um, to get to yeah. where you are now. Yeah. So what was, like, what's your advice for other people and what did you kind of tell yourself as you navigated that? When you're going out there on the street mm. and early on, yeah. um, almost like self-courage, what were you telling yourself? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I think when you first get a camera, it's important to shoot everything. Right. You know, I was taking pictures of dogs, cats, flowers, people, yeah. landscapes, like shoot everything. And okay. the beauty of having a camera is that your eyes will uh, like reveal what's beautiful to you, right. you know? And that's, to me, is the most powerful thing about owning a camera. And I tell everybody to do that. Buy a camera because you'll look at life differently and you'll gravitate. To I got to take a moment to acknowledge <laughs> like what you just said should be on like a t-shirt or like one of those inspirational posters. Like your eyes will reveal yeah. it to you. So it's that's what true. it was like for you? Yeah, I think, I think after a while I started realizing that like... I didn't care about half the things that I used to take photos of. Right. Um, I could walk past that flower. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I could walk past the homeless guy because I knew that wasn't me. Yeah. You know, so like, 
take account for what it is that you actually enjoy and what message it is that mm-hmm. you're trying to put out there because mm-hmm. I feel like we get caught up in the habit of seeing something and wanting to emulate it. Right. And, and instead, right, right, right. if you if you love something so much and it starts to like creep into your, your style, mm-hmm. shut it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's some people that I follow on Instagram that I started noticing. I'm like, I really like their work and I want to shoot like them, but yeah. it's only, it's like one note. And I oh, felt right. like it was it was like affecting the way that I shot, so I just stopped following. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Almost like chasing something that isn't really you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have to have, you have to have time to develop your own style. How long would you say it took you? And again, we're gonna have pictures that pop up um, that you felt like you found your style. Because this um, is some of the hardest stuff for people. And you know, yeah. I've gotten that advice. You got to mm-hmm. find your vision, find your yeah. passion, that yeah. kind of thing. Again, develop your own look. Yeah. And even now, I feel like I don't. I'm not sure. I know what it is. I think I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do I you feel like you're there or did you, are you still always kind of figuring that out? I feel like I might be 60% of the way. Okay. I'm like, I'm okay. more than uncertainty. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm just past yeah, that yeah. age where it's like, I know what I like. Um, so most, it must be kind of insulting for you to hear when I look at your work, I'm like, Oh, like I kind of almost recognize your style. No, but that's fine because like, I think it's important. Part of the reason why I was saying I was going to that, um, camera club is that it's important to get other people's feedback on what it is that you do. Um, one of the first times I ever showed anybody besides Instagram, those photos on India, I put them out on a table for the first time, Yeah, 20 photos. And I was like showing them to people and the the woman that curated the event, she was kind of like, you know, a lot of people go to India and Mm -hmm. what you always see is like poor porn. Mm -hmm. It's just people like capitalizing on the poverty there. And she was like, every one of these photos is shot with such dignity and yeah. integrity. Like you make these people look like they're larger than life, right. even right. though they are obviously poor. Like there's a shot of a homeless guy with yeah. a rag, but he looks so majestic. Yeah. And her saying that started to make me realize like, oh my God, like I do have a style because yeah, I'm looking yeah. at all my photos and like, even if somebody's n- not attracted by someone's standards yeah. or like the way I frame it, it's, it's obvious I'm not making fun of you, yeah, yeah, you know? So yeah. I think that that's kind of my style. It's more of like a study on humans well, or something. Yeah, when I look at your work, it's almost like you've given them, you've elevated their story, and in a mm. way, just, it commands respect. Mm. Like, this is the stuff, yeah. when I saw your work, um, I looked at it, and I was like, I was blown away. One, I found you through YouTube, and, you know, check out the YouTube channel um, <laughs> with all the tutorials and the stuff that you're talking about, and you talk about that from a genuine way. But when I looked at your photographs, it's almost like you've elevated them, mm. and that, in a way, just... Demands your eyes and yeah. your attention. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to start with India because obviously as a South Asian <laughs> and I hear a black man went to India yeah. to take these pictures. <laughs> for a month. For a month. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even know you were there yeah, that yeah. long. And it wasn't like you're doing some bougie Bollywood, you know, no. trope stuff no, that a lot of people get wrapped into. Yeah. Right? A lot yeah. of people got caught up in that. But mm-hmm. no, it was an authentic uh, just a genuine look um, into like everyday life. Yeah. You know, not the stuff that you see in commercials and music videos. Yeah. Everyday life. How did you go there? Like, why? <laughs> Tell me, give me all that story. Yeah. And like, Man. did you know your purpose when you were while going there or did you find no, out when you were... I, it was kind of, actually, it was kind of crazy. Give me the crazy, whole origin dude. story. Yeah. Okay, so my roommate is Indian. She's okay. from, her family's from Delhi. Gotcha. And they have a house out there and one of her best friends from high school is getting married so they invited us to the wedding. Gotcha. A traditional Indian wedding. Gotcha. Five day affair. And yeah. I was like, absolutely, I have to do this. Yeah, and if you don't um, know, Indian weddings, they go on for a week. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, they... And I'm, I used to bartend in New York City and I could not keep up <laughs> with the way Indians parties. Like I could not do it. Um, so we went out there and it was crazy because we were in Delhi and it was the highest pollution rating that had ever happened. Yeah. So the fog was so thick, you couldn't see like 10 feet in front of your face. Right, right, right. I mean like thick, your eyes would burn, your throat would burn. Yeah. 
And so we didn't get out of the house much in Delhi, but when we did, I would shoot a lot. And like, we, we ended up being in Delhi for like a week or two weeks. Right. And I was like itching to shoot. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm not going to. So we're talking to everybody that's in this family that's getting married and they're pretty wealthy. And like right. my um, roommate's family, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they do, they do they well for well, themselves. Yeah, yeah. So we were telling them where we wanted to stay in like Jodhpur and Jaisalmer and all these places. Mm-hmm. And they were just kind of like, no, 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 no. Don't yeah. stay in the city. Like, yeah. do not stay. And I'm like, I can't not do that. Like, yeah. if I go to a place, I want to know. And it's already kind of touristy, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, fast forward, we're past going, all that stuff. And me and my girl finally leave all the, like, the support system that we had. Like, everybody yeah. that actually lives out there from the wedding. <laughs> You're free from the chase. We're free from it all. But, like, it was still kind of scary because, like, yo, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Delhi was nuts. Yeah. Like, we went to um, Chandi Chop, yeah. which is the market out there. Okay. And, I mean... I mean, you're shoulder to shoulder with pretty much everybody there. Imagine. Nothing Sorry can means. prepare you for that moment. Yeah. Like, oh, they, yeah. yeah, it's nuts. So we get to Jaisalmer, uh, no, Judpur, yeah. and the the we can't take our taxi because okay. the streets are too narrow. So we get like a tuk-tuk and we yeah. pull up to our hotel and I swear to God, it was like a movie scene. I'm like looking around, I'm like, this cannot be where we're staying. Like, it was the most overwhelming experience. I <laughs> There were cows in the street. There were like kids. Everybody was looking at me. My girlfriend's white. I'm like, Let me ask you <laughs> have you ever seen a cow up close before then? Uh, I mean, I've seen them up close, but, not, but through, never... a gate, like, okay. through a gate. Like, through like, a gate. Like, okay, okay. Close enough, but, like, also, in, like, you know, in the wilderness, like, on a hill. Okay. Like, I've been, you know, yeah, I've yeah. traveled, but, like... But this thing is walking through, like... A... Not on a city street. I've yeah. never seen a cow like right, that. But, right. um, so, we got to Jodhpur, and I, I just remember, like, we got to the roof, and the thing that stuck with me, there was this kid on the roof, like, smoking cigarettes, and, like, he... He had a camera. Like a kid smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I like, mean, it ended up being like a beautiful... No, he was, was he young. like... He was, was he was older. He was traveling by himself. Because I'm, I'm imagining a five-year-old no, with no, cigarettes. No. <laughs> <laughs> this little stressed out five-year-old is like ripping cigarettes. Like, Damn, man, my tea shop is not doing well today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, it was a tourist. He was English, but right, like... Right. I remember he was like the epitome of the chaos there. Like it was inside of him because mm-hmm. he was just up there smoking and he had a camera and I remember right. him looking off the roof and I, I was like, went over and talked to him and he just like... He seemed a little frazzled, like right. he wanted to leave the hotel, but he was too scared right. because like the front of our hotel was like chaos, yeah. dude. Like people were almost getting hit by motorcycles. Yeah. And, and people, like a lot of people that travel may not know this, but like when you're in Canada or the US, mm-hmm. you know, people mind personal space. Even in New York, if someone yeah. bumps into you, yeah. they get a bad rap, people think, but they'll say, sorry, excuse me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like China, India, a lot of these South Asian places, because there's so many people... There's no time to apologize. Yeah. They're yeah. just bumping through, no. walking through. Yeah. And for some people, that's just like off-putting. Yeah. That personal invasion of space, or they perceive it as yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, you, it's something you get used to. I mean, I ride trains here, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's one of those things, but you do it with an attitude here, right, as opposed right. to there, it's just like, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, this this kid kind of, even he put that energy in me, so I was like, damn, are we going to go outside? Like, right, let's go. Right, right, right. And I have all this gear, and I was like, you know what? I honestly don't care. I could be confused for Indian as well. Yeah. And I had like a... <laughs> I had a thick beard at the time. Yeah, People yeah. were asking me to take photos with me. It was like <laughs> hilarious. So we finally ventured out. And I'm like, sure you were taller than just about everyone pretty there much, too. Pretty much. And yeah. the funny thing was is that like my girlfriend is like 5'9". Yeah. With like really long like dirty blonde hair. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And people weren't staring at her. They were staring at me which yeah. I thought was like really yeah. strange I yeah. was like man they've never seen like maybe yeah. it's obvious that I'm black and like <laughs> I don't think it's that I think it's the height thing yeah yeah I mean oh. I mean, usually when I, even when I go like I'm not even that tall gotcha. but in certain pockets or certain villages that I'll visit yeah. you're just taller than everyone yeah. yeah and everyone just and you're dressed different than everyone yeah, as well true, true, true. like even if our casual is like for them like Very completely different. alien yeah. yeah so they're just everyone's gonna stare right true yeah. yeah but I mean it was it was insane I felt like it, it 
you know, you, there's there's vacations that you take to kind of relax, right. and then there's vacations you take to like change your perspective. You can't really right. call it a vacation. It's traveling, like right. it's the work. You How know? important is it to take vacations that like the goal is to change your perspective or give you a new outlook? I mean, I think it depends on who you are and what you do in life. You know, I think mm -hmm. everybody should do it, but some people are just not built for that. Like mm -hmm. they, are, I have friends that our experience ended up being so beautiful there and mm -hmm. like people were so friendly and I mean, you can't help but go into it with stereotypes. No right. matter where you go, right. that's the whole point. You're right. going to confront those things, right. right? Of course. So we spend enough time in the streets, spend enough time having tea with strangers yeah. and like being like, can I trust this person? Can yeah, I not? Yeah, yeah. And that's everywhere you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like once all those things melt away, right. like you're going to be changed forever. Of and course. I get like little like glimpses of India and smells where I'm just like, damn, I wish I was back there having like a chai masala like yeah, on the yeah, rooftop. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, So you're there. Uh, I mean, I went on a fun tangent, but you're yeah. there. You mm -hmm. talk to this guy. You're getting some insecurities. Yeah. When does the whole perspective change start to happen? Like, what made you want to, like, you know what, I'm going to go do this. I'm gonna well, go we went course. outside and, like, uh, we were, I mean, like I said, it was crazy. Did and it I'm take convincing? Around. What's that? Did yeah. it take with your girlfriend or well, either of you, like, having to convince each other in a way, like, let's do this? I mean, we we, we need to, we can't sit in a hotel room. We just were not Good. like that. Okay, okay. So, it, there, it, we didn't need to be convinced, but, like, I think we were just kind of, like, hesitant. Right. We were just like, this is going to be a lot. And it was. The yeah. first day was like exhausting. By the time we got back yeah, to our yeah. hotel, we were like, whoa, that was that was like Not a lot. Right? I mean, the pollution is real there too. Yeah, so the that's dust like, is real. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, there's an, it's no joke. But we were walking around through the streets and I was kind of like reluctant to take photos. Yeah. You, know, you got to get into it. And it's a, I don't know how people are going to respond to me. Right, and right. Um, we ran into some kids in this one alleyway and they like were buying candy. And like this kid just came over to me like pear palm, like bear palm yeah. and like, was like here and yeah. I was like yeah. no nah, I'm good but like I, every kid was like take my photo yeah, yeah yeah so eventually to break the ice I'm like taking pictures of all these like kids that saw a camera never right. really saw one before yeah, 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 and they yeah. were like some of the photos this is okay so I want to talk about this photo real yeah. quick because this was an interesting experience um where is it this kid because everybody's like oh it's just a kid like it's and not I want that you to hold up in front of your face right here just so make sure that it's in focus. When yeah. Awesome. Um, this kid was interesting because this yeah. is one of the first people I took a photograph of. Yeah. And I was standing in this alley with my girlfriend and he was playing around with a bunch of other kids. I have another photo with like four or five kids of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept being like, pen. Yeah. Like, pen, pen. And I was like, I don't have a pen. I'm not going through my book bag. He's like, yeah. pen, pen, pen. And I'm like, I don't know yeah, what you yeah. want. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, should we go and find a store and like get this kid some pens or something yeah. like that? Because he wanted to draw. I'm like, how yeah. beautiful, right? Yeah, like, yeah. take pictures of him, took a picture of his mom. And later that night at the hotel, me and my girlfriend are like doing some research. And she's like looking up the 10 biggest hat, like uh, scams yeah. in India, right? Yeah. Like how people get got. Yeah. And one of the things is that kids will ask you for pens. Then yeah. you go to the deli and buy them stuff and they go return it and keep oh. the money, right? So fast wow. forward, we're in... Um, Jaisalmer now, yeah. which is the golden city. Is that like, that's like right on the border of Pakistan. I would not have never been. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll do some wiki searches and have yeah, that pop it's, up. It's yeah. Jaisalmer. And yeah. um, we're about to do this camel ride. And I mean, there are no buildings, like yeah. nothing, no houses, no nothing. We drove two hours to get out to this desert. Yeah. And there's this little kid out there like kicking rocks and like playing around with another kid. And I'm on my camel and he comes up to me. What's he asked me for? Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, there's one kid who lives in the heart of the city. There's a kid who's 
in the middle of the desert. Yeah. That would still ask me for a pen. I did not know about this. Dude, I was like, <laughs> the pen, that, like, pen movement is real. In it it blew, <laughs> dude, it blew my mind. But like, it, you know, it's harmless. And it's like funny. I gotta give some respect to those kids. Like, this the network is so real. <laughs> it's always. It's always. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it started with them. But mm. a lot of your shots are, are of older people in regular life yeah. doing their thing. And, you know, it's not just like off the side street photography where it's mm. like them doing their thing and they don't really see you. Mm. There's some shots I saw, you're head on. Yeah. Like there's no way they did not see yeah. you. Yeah. Um, what was the equipment that you're using? But also like, how did you, how did you do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I take my X-Pro 2 everywhere. It actually fell off a motorcycle in India, so yeah. it's pretty banged up. But um, that, that was my weapon of choice with yeah. the 50. I either would have the 35 millimeter on it or the 50. Okay. And I mean... It's a F2s, right? Yeah, both yeah, the F2s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like... So I'm of two minds right. with it. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm fearless with mm -hmm. photography because mm -hmm. that's just not true. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever fearless. Mm -hmm. But I tend to like photographs that aren't um, posed or. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to acknowledge me because the reason I'm looking at you is because you're doing something interesting. Right. right. So if, if if I alert you to the fact that I'm taking your photo, the yeah. photo's already ruined to me. Right. 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 But right. then again, there are some photographers that I see. Yeah who get people looking straight down the barrel and I yeah, love it, yeah. right? So I try to do a mix of that because it's like once to be like, listen, I'm not afraid to take a photo. I'm yeah. going to do it yeah. and it's practice for myself. Yeah. But also this is what I actually like. So if there's a gentleman that there in India and you have a head on shot, mm -hmm. did you just go I'm take the fast. picture? Like you might, if we ever go out and shoot, which we probably will. We're going out today. <laughs> like, going out today. Like you won't know that I'm shooting half the time. Okay. Like I try not to like, I use all the techniques. I play dumb. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I circle people. Yeah. I like, you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking... The first thing that happens is I see who I want to shoot. I'm right. always scanning, right. which is really hard for me when I'm walking outside with people. If yeah. I have a camera, because I'm always looking. Yeah. And then if I see the person, the next thing I think about is like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna frame them against? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like people don't consider their their frames as much as they should with street photography. Right. One of the best things about old photographers is that they didn't have a lot of distractions in the background yeah, and if yeah, they yeah. did they would use them accordingly right. so to me I always say clean up your frame right. I don't want signs if you have a Whole Foods bag if you have yeah, anything yeah. that dates this image I'm yeah. not taking the photo yeah, yeah, yeah. or I'm thinking about ways to put you in a different light so if there's like a building here that, that I don't like that is some of the best advice that like a lot of people don't they talk don't about. think about it and it's wow. you uh, that's, that's gonna take a photo that's like decent yeah. to incredible so in your mind you're just like anything that can pinpoint the date time or even mm -hmm. the location in some in some broad specs. Yeah, you're taking that out. I'm doing my best to clean it up. Right. You know what I mean. Right. And it, if it if it still stands on its own after my efforts, then yeah. sometimes I'll use it. So there's photos that have a little bit of something in it. But yeah. like I said, the second thing I think about once I see my subject is where I'm going to put them. So that is, does right. that mean that am I going to rotate and shoot you up against this building? Yeah. Am I going to get low and just shoot you in the clouds, mm -hmm. or am I going to like have to like go up the block and circle back because this side is more appealing? Right, right. So I'm always thinking about the subject than the environment. Right. So when I see people in India, I'm like a stalker a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, how do I get them in a way that they don't notice me? And right. it's I'm not always successful. Some people look at it. I'm looking for interesting people. I'm not mm -hmm. just shooting for the mm -hmm. sake of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, that's pretty much my Were process. there any moments when like you took a shot and there was a reaction on the other end where, not even um, confrontational, but just like, hey, can I see it? Or like... Yeah, yeah, like definitely. I mean, the kids always want to see the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to scan back in my mind, but like... 
there's some people that just don't care. They kind of pose. I have a few black and whites of like when I was in Chandi Chalk, I was taking yeah. pictures of people in the taxis yeah. and they were just kind of like leaning into the camera or stare. And I would, I would, I always say thank you while I like wave yeah. at them and I'll give them a smile after the photo. Right, right, right. right. And I'll just oh, walk away. I'm talking of appreciation. Just yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not just like stealing. Oh, I mean, I'm stealing from you in a sense, yeah, but yeah. like at the same time, I'm not trying to just like be completely sneaky about right, it. Right, right. I am and I'm not. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people catch me and I always say thank you. Yeah. Or I'll yeah. say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for it. me, like, I, I accept the fact that, you know, I'm taking a picture of you, but also we're in a public space mm-hmm. and I'm trying to document my story and you yeah. have entered my life somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my goal as an artist when I'm doing the street photography is like, can I make you look your best in this moment? Yeah. Not in a posed up, you know, mm-hmm. a studio. In mm-hmm. this moment. Yeah. Can I give you that respect? So that's what's running through my mind. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the courage I give myself. Like, I'm not doing something wrong. Gotcha. Like, I have to tell myself. Yeah. But you mentioned it earlier. I'm always terrified doing it. Yeah. Like, I think that's what really makes me do it is, is that terror. I just kind of manifested yeah. into, like, the adrenaline. Like, it feels yeah. great. Yeah. Like, you know, to be out yeah. shooting people, it's like, it's, it, you get addicted to the feeling, yeah. you know? And I want to hear from you basically say that, listen, you never get over that feeling. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. you know, kind of with you along mm-hmm. the way. Some people don't have that. And I, I'm sure there are exercises that you could you could do to get yourself to not have that fear. Right. Um, I have a friend that I shoot with all the time. He's like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Like this dude will like set up a shot through a window and then like get it all framed up and then bang on the window. So somebody turns around <laughs> like he just doesn't give a fuck. And yeah. I like... I appreciate it and like great photos come from that like that startled look that people have or like once they notice that someone's taking a photo there are brilliant photos that come from that but like you know again that's part of the struggle it's like yeah what's your style I think it's Eric Kim like he does street photography yeah um, young Asian guy and he mm-hmm. he just like will not be afraid of anything yeah. put that yeah, lens right in someone's face yeah. and almost like shot them and then get yeah. that shot yeah but he's not a normal person and <laughs> exactly. a lot of people this... think that like you know Eric Kim is like he's you know, he's like, you got to be a little bit crazy somewhere, to do somewhere, that kind somewhere of stuff. different on that yeah. spectrum. Like, like you look said. at someone like Bruce Gilden, who yeah. is like, I mean, that dude is absolutely bugged out. Mm. And he's so crazy that, like, he can take pictures of the people that he takes photos of because he is that crazy. You right. can't aspire to be Bruce Gilden and be a normal person. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? You can't be like, he, he looks like he's cut from the same cloth of the people that he photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's completely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. When I look at these shots of India, like, I'm like, because I've been to India before. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced it like this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God, I gotta, I, I want to go now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I think that's part of your, like part of your work. And the reason I love it is it almost compels you to get outside. Like not even mm-hmm. take a flight to India, but just go outside. Yeah. Like there's it's so fair. much beauty in the ordinary mm-hmm. that is passed up. Definitely. Jeez, yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah, I think people need to. Are we? Are we I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're live. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think. People I mean, just, I didn't. St- I didn't start talking it. <laughs> as I was about, yeah, I'm like, whatever. We're going with this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I know. I I just I think people should shoot with a little bit more intention. You know. Right. I, right. I can go outside and you know we can walk around today and I might not take a single photo. So let's say you're sit- standing in front of a class, thirty people, and you say shoot with intention. Mm-hmm. How do you translate that to the average person? What do you mean by that? Shoot with intention is basically kind of what I was saying before. It's like, consider everything about your frame, you know? Um, You can take, I I don't shoot in burst, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I might shoot in like low burst, like three, but I see people like, and like go through it. And it's like, that I remember my days when I'm like, yeah, Yeah. 12 frames per second. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Yeah. When I I first started off, it was almost like I was nervous. Like I didn't want to miss the moment. And I thought that could help me in some way. Now you have a bunch of moments and you don't know which one to choose from. You know what I mean? And it's like... But, I mean, sometimes you almost don't give the moment the respect because you're shooting in burst. Mm-hmm. 
it's almost in a way where if you're on single shot mode, it's like, no, I'm going to make sure that yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also how you're going to learn. Yeah. You know, true. like how can you learn? Uh, and I think shooting film, and I, this is why I love Fuji is that I think it, it really like bridges the gap between film and digital. If you shoot with a, a Fuji and you've never shot mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. film, yeah. it'll make you want to go backwards. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. I, part of the reason why I like film too is that it, it, it makes your timing. Yeah, you yeah. have to have that timing. Yeah. You so can't. we're going to talk gear. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. this might be like another video that I produce or whatever it is. You are a Fuji shooter. Mm. I didn't know that when I saw your work. Um, it wasn't until like I saw your YouTube videos that mm. I, I know how deep down the rabbit hole you gotcha. were. Oh, um, you were following me on Instagram first? No, no. Sorry, I was following oh. on YouTube, but I mean, when I saw your work, gotcha, I didn't gotcha, know gotcha. like it was all like... Yeah, like Fuji. How can I say this? I don't know you were that into Fuji mm-hmm. um, when I, when <laughs> yeah, I saw I this stuff. It, yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So... Yeah. The reason when people ask me why I shoot Fuji, like I've shot with Canon Nikon, that's, you know, I've used that for longer than I've been using Fuji, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the tipping point for me was that, one, the color reproduction mm-hmm. that you can get with them, uh, with the X-Trans sensor. And for me, to have the physical dials, mm-hmm. all three of them there, where you have the ISO, you have the shutter, and the aperture, it's almost like I'm crafting it and then shooting yeah. right there. Yeah. Like, it just pr- brings me a little bit closer to the photograph. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain, uh, and the one advantage I like is the fact that I can be on a subway and the camera's not on, and I'm already setting my settings. Turn exactly. on, shoot, boom, and turn it off, and then if anyone asks me, no, the camera's off, I don't know what you're yeah, talking about, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, those are some of my reasons. Mm-hmm. What got you into Fuji? Why do you mm-hmm. still love it? And then let's talk about the cameras you actually have. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I, I rented, I had a Canon uh, 7D before, and I rented my, the Fuji X100T. Okay. And I, it was damn near impossible to get a good photo on that thing yeah, like yeah. i just couldn't do it like i kept using it and i was going outside and like i hated everything that i shot because i was right. all, i was too far i was mm-hmm. too scared to use it like that and mm-hmm. the, like again that was two years ago and uh i just really enjoyed the tactile like feel the analog feel mm-hmm. turning those dials that when i sent it back my canon just never felt the same right so i started doing research to figure out like what was the higher and version of that mm-hmm. and I came across the X-Pro2 something that gave you the latitude to do yeah. the stuff you wanted to yeah, yeah absolutely so as soon as I got the X-Pro2 like everything about that camera made me feel like I was more involved in the process of taking the photo right 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 it made me consider it. and when I first got it I was I was shooting fully manual because yeah. you know I had to prove that to myself and all that bullshit mm-hmm. but it's like you can shoot fully auto if you don't know how to compose a photo it yeah. doesn't really matter yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so um, it definitely has to do with slowing it down just a little bit Right. And I hate saying that to people because I feel like they confuse that with me being like, oh, it's not a capable camera. Right. They're beast. Yeah. The cameras are beast. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like the consideration that goes into taking a photograph. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many friends I have or people that I know that have Canons or a Sony, but still cannot explain to me what a shutter speed is. Right. You of know? Course. And it's because they have these these PSM modes. It's yeah. like mountain and flower yeah. and like two people. It's like, yeah, what, yeah, what does that yeah. even mean? It's almost like the manufacturers, just, I mean, they're aiming more for the average consumer yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, they ignore the fact that there's a huge contingent of people that just, they want to get better at the craft. Yeah. It's almost like there's a little bit of, you know, a roadblock in the way with mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what Fuji's doing, I hope it's going to be contagious and that people will start to like move towards that control. Yeah. Uh, because it makes more sense, mm-hmm. you know. At some point after film, because I used to film in high school, right? Um, they started trying to make cameras easier to use, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. and they ignored the dials that made the most sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now that Fuji brought it back, I'm like, this is how cameras should be made. I had an it's old Fuji simple. point and shoot, and the thing is, you know, I think my dad or my uncle picked it up, and it was just like your typical yeah. turn on mm-hmm. flower, mountain, portrait, whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. and point and shoot. Um, 
not really paying attention to the craft itself kind yeah. of thing. But so that's mainly the reason for you. Is there anything else that kind of like? I mean, keeps the, you... the quality of the images. I love it. The, yeah. the camera inspires me. Like you know, I, I right. think Fuji is doing something similar to Leica, where I love that they're they're doing like a whole run of f two lenses. Right. The cameras are sexy. They're appealing. They're light. They're easy to hold. And yeah. they're conversation starters. Like you were saying earlier. Like yeah. I bring that camera out and people want to talk about it. Yeah. I bring yeah. my Canon out and it's just like <laughs> it's, it's intrusive. It's on the table. We're trying to have dinner and it's like taking up two plates. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Every morning when I look at one of my cameras, I'm like, I'm gonna go out and shoot. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I just picked, I just picked up the XT3, mm-hmm. and you know, this time I went with the silver, and it's like, I, you know, I never tell people one or the other. I just felt like, okay, uh, you're right, it's a conversation starter, but mm-hmm. especially when you look at it, yeah. it just has a little bit of sex appeal. It's that just tell you, hey, come on, let's yeah, go for like half like, an yeah, hour, an hour. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> shoot. But you should get a camera that inspires you, like yeah, of it, course. you know, like that just come in. Fuji did it for me. Like yeah. my photography got better when I got my Expo Two. Yeah, and you know it's it's the same thing with mobile phones. Like for a large part of time, people are like, "Who cares what the phone looks like?" Um, you know, as long as it does what I need to. Mm-hmm. No, but for some people, it's like I want it to look good. Yeah, I appreciate those absolutely. details. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm using it all the time, yeah. why not have something? That looks I'm gonna like spend it? money on it. I want it to look nice. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you're right. It is definitely a conversation starter because people will come up and they'll think it's. Either something old mm-hmm. or the fact that it's just different. Yeah. And also it's like it's there's an irrational part of like spending a lot of money on gear. It's it, I like to equate it to like owning a motorcycle. It, yeah. You can take photos with damn near anything. Yeah. You know, but yeah. why spend the money on this? I mean, unless you're a professional photographer, yeah. why spend the money on this crazy expensive piece of equipment? Yeah. It's because it makes you feel a certain way. Exactly. You know, there's an attachment to the gear just like the motorcycle. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. It might kill me, but like, <laughs> that's true. there's that's a part true. of it that's emotional. Right. You know, of and like you can't really define that. And of the course. Fuji, they give you that that feeling. Exactly. So, what cameras do you have right now? You started with the X Pro 2 officially. So, I rented the X100T, yep. had the X Pro 2. Right. And then the second one that I bought was the X100, no, the X-T2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sold that. Okay. Um, Is this something you didn't like about it or you felt like it was replicating the X-Pro No, 2? I was working on a project and the main reason I sold, I, I, I didn't use it as much as my X-Pro 2. Gotcha. I use it for studio stuff, but I'm working on this project and I bought that off Craigslist mm-hmm. and I want to start producing receipts for everything. Mm-hmm. So I sold mm-hmm. it all to like buy it back. Right, gotcha, gotcha. With receipts. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had the X-T2 next and then I bought the X100F. Right in silver mm-hmm. and then i sold that <laughs> bought the x100f in black okay and then i bought the x70 yeah because i needed something to put in my pocket yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now i have the xt3 awesome and yeah. uh, you just picked up the xt3 um, how do you like it i mean i should say how do you love it but like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you like it right now uh, uh, what's your I, typical kit that you take on uh, with that one well i i mostly just use that for studio stuff i rarely ever bring that i don't think i've Maybe once or twice I've shot street with an XT2, okay. so I yeah. don't know if I'll ever use XT3 outside. Right. I like to tether with it. I like to use the battery pack when I shoot studio and use it for video, gotcha. which I haven't shot any portraits since I've had that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna love it, mm-hmm. but like it looks incredible. Yeah. Like I see it and I want to shoot with it. Yeah, but yeah. For me, I don't like. Everybody wants a screen that does the whole. I don't like to do that. Yeah, you the flip out screen? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it works, sure, like whatever yeah. you have to do. I shoot from the hip a lot, so yeah, it would yeah, probably yeah. make more sense for me to do that. But yeah. I think that there's certain days when I start feeling like I'm too uncomfortable to shoot. Right. So I like to take my camera, like the X-Pro2, and hit yeah. view mode and do eye sensor yeah. only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to shoot, again, with yeah, intention. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to, like... It's funny that I mentioned, I recently just switched to eye, eye mode sensor on the X-T3, mm-hmm. just shooting that way. Yeah. And it almost, like, forces you. Yeah. You know, to give it a little bit more respect when you're in that Absolutely. Too. I mean, every you have an LCD screen on the back of your camera, and then everybody ends up shooting like they're holding a cell phone. Exactly. Which removes all the intention, yeah, yet again. Exactly. So they're just... 
doing this yeah. instead of like you know actually looking hitting at those dials and making it yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so so with that said, your lens collection, what's the lenses that you have right now? Because I know you talk about it in your video, but yeah. I thought we'd kind of yeah. sum it up here as well. Well, I uh, again, I sold some lenses. I had the 56. I sold that. But mm -hmm. I stick with all the primes. I wanted the, the like the, the main primes. I, so I have the 23. Yep. I'll start with what I bought first. Yeah, I think yeah. I got the 35. Yeah, the 35 F2 first. Right. And then I got the 23 F2. Yep. And then I got the 56. Yep. And then I got the... Uh, the 18. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then I bought... I didn't think I was going to need the 50. Yeah. And I I watched this dude. I'm sure you know the angry photographer. Yeah, yeah. He's such yeah. an asshole. <laughs> He's such a... Like, I love him and I hate him. We gotta, give, the... we gotta give him a shout out as well. Because <laughs> yeah. we mentioned him He's now. such a pain in the ass, dude. <laughs> but I love his shit. But uh, he mentioned the 50 being like a surprise. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't think this is this is yeah. a necessary lens. But yeah. it renders so beautifully, especially for black and whites. Right. So I got it because I was shooting a lot of street with 56 mm -hmm. and it was slow to focus mm -hmm. but i love the way it looks so mm -hmm. i got the 50 and uh one of my favorite lenses now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's your sweet right now of those what's your number one favorite man. if you had to pick only one i would keep the 23 23 i'll keep it only because i love the 35 millimeter focal length i love that you're saying this because that's my favorite <laughs> yeah. as well so because i i got the 23 first not the 35 mm. uh then i got the 56 35 uh i just picked up the uh 80 macro because i know oh, i do wow, i do i do detail shots for the yeah. videos that with the gear and stuff um and then i got the 70 to 200 recently i have not even tested it yet it's too big for me it's I, way I don't too know big. what i would do with it it's you know? way like, too big yeah um but I, I do a lot of portrait work for some clients and stuff so i'm gonna, I'm gonna try and see if that can give me any advantage over the 56 mm. anything worthwhile over that um but the 23 and it's just funny because great some people, there seems to be like an online group that just want to throw the, the F2s either as a series out the window mm. or especially that 23 saying it's too soft, this, that, and the other. Mm. But for me, like the look that it captures, you said like the 35 look, yeah, just gives it a little bit more it's of a great. wider perspective. I think, I don't know, again, it comes down to people complaining about absolutely nothing. It's just like yeah. the lens is too soft at close focus. And it's like, when do you focus close with the 23 when you're shooting yeah. portraits? So yeah. that's a tool. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It actually renders skin a lot nicer. So at the end of the day, you're retouching less yeah. because it renders softly. Yeah, yeah. So is it a bad thing or is it a good thing? Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Like I love the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you want a super sharp lens, go buy a super sharp lens. Exactly. If you don't know how to use the tool, then don't use it. And you know what? <laughs> I, that's what I appreciate about your videos is because it's instead of like taking something mm -hmm. and trying to define, is this good or bad? Mm -hmm. Pick up this mug. Is this good or bad? It's yeah. no, this is the mug. And then, you know, this is stuff that I'm trying to do better in my videos as well. Mm -hmm. And I respect about yours is you just talk about the mug, how you enjoy the mug. Mm -hmm. What's something you miss about the mug? But like, <laughs> yeah. it's really about using the tool. Like yeah. you said, using it to its mm -hmm. maximum potential or your maximum potential and talking about that process. Mm -hmm. Not trying to say, is it good or is, or is it, bad? it bad? Yeah, and I, I think with cell phones, because I'm a big tech head, I love yeah, everything, yeah. and like, yeah. you learn that from going from like Apple to a Google phone or using a MacBook to a Surface Book that you there's, there's so much bullshit out there that people assume that, oh, this thing is a superior product and there's mm -hmm. no issues with mm -hmm. it. And it's like, that's just not true. Yeah. Everything fucks up, everything glitches. There's no perfect item out there. Right. So it's like, yeah. Just use what you got and make the best of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, it doesn't have to be like a, a war about how good the quality is. Focus <laughs> on what you can do with it yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of all that other stuff. And yeah, that's yeah. it. If you had to pick a second lens. 
Probably the 35. I mean, those two focal lengths, or... Ah, oh, that's hard now, because I would either skip the 35... Because now you're thinking, 50. like, okay, do I want that perspective? Can I get something a little bit Yeah, because they're so close, and I, yeah. t- I always say you can shoot a 35 like a 50 if you just get a little bit closer. Right, right. Um, but you can't ever shoot that 35 like anything higher than that. Yeah. So maybe the 50. Gotcha. The okay. 50 millimeter F2 and the, 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 the 23 F2. Yeah. Those two... Weather so the problem sealed. is, I literally picked up the 16-1-4 before mm. this trip, and like yeah. that's the one that I'm... That's your baby now? <laughs> well, he's telling me that's my baby. So this, this is my thing. When I buy these lenses, it's a very like conscious, like, how am I going to use it to allow myself to create more? Mm. It's not like, I don't have this gear lust where I have to collect everything. It's just like, can I make better things? And so yeah. often, I'll buy stuff and sell it because it just... It's not for me. Yeah. So I picked up the 16, so I'm like, I'm forcing myself to use it on this trip. Mm-hmm. I'm really loving it. But now I'm talking to you... My wallet hurts because I'm like, I need a 50 I mean, and two. Yeah, I mean, I, you've got, I got to catch them all, man. I want them all. Because I, <laughs> so. I, I got to 56, and again, slower to focus. Um, the way I use it is for portraits. It's mm-hmm. really for It's, just, it's one of the best lenses, period. It is it's so, incredible. Yeah, it's so nice. And But, you know, to, to get that focal length mm-hmm. on the go yeah. faster in a smaller package yeah, it's is like, really attractive. It's I mean, in such a small package with lightning fast autofocus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a bigger conversation about all that stuff to be had, too, because it's the same thing with, like, people kind of talking about crop sensors. Yeah. And, like, the issue with that, and it's, like, the one thing I always say to people when they start talking about gear, it's, yeah. like, one, you have no clue what lens I use when you look at my photo, yeah. and two, I've never handed a photo over to a client yeah. or anyone, yeah. for that matter, people that shoot full frame or anything yeah. that yeah. ever asked, is this full frame or crop sensor? 100%. No one has ever asked 100%. me that question. Until someone does, yeah. it doesn't matter. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. The people that are paying for my work, they don't give a shit. They like, they, they, Nobody they, knows. They, they, they want their product. They mm-hmm. saw the stuff that they like or mm-hmm. the stuff they want to like, and they see your stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I want that guy to shoot for me because mm-hmm. he's going to execute on my vision. You deliver. Yeah. And that's the end They're of it. They're not asking you about your gear. Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like deliver the quality because that's all that matters. Oh, but and you know what? It's especially if you're in the wedding industry and you, mm-hmm. you know, whether I go for photo and there's video guys there and I start doing video. So whether you're doing video and there's mm-hmm. photo guys there, mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of sometimes chirping Dude. or like yeah. slight of like or surprise. It's like yeah. you of all people should know, like who cares? Mm-hmm. We're here for the same But that's reason, not but... what it is. They look at your gear and they judge you. I yeah. used to, I was shooting for Genius for a while. You yeah. know Genius? Um, the, the, the lyrics. Yeah, the yeah, lyrics. Yeah. So I was shooting some of their events and I remember they paid me to shoot the... Um... White people, if you really want to understand what's going on in hip-hop songs, <laughs> go to yeah, Genius.com. Culture I'll explain yourself. it for you. Yes. And it'll be other white people explaining it. <laughs> it's, well, it's funny too. Because no black dudes get online and breaking down lyrics that eloquently. When they do their behind the scenes, it's just like white Asian yeah, guys yeah. explain the lyrics exactly. too. Exactly. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. But um, I shot with them and they hired this photographer and he came with these like giant Canon cameras with all the lenses yeah, and all that. Yeah. And I just remember he was such an asshole, dude. Like yeah. he just <laughs> tried to say what up, just was like looking at my like, my, yeah. I had X-Pro 2 on yeah. me and X-T2. Yeah. And he's just like, his photos were terrible. Yeah. He had these incredible cameras and yeah. they were absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I I just I remember Genius finally posted the photos and they didn't use any of his, his. stuff. They only used my photos. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember that being a pivotal moment for me where I was like, Yep. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Exactly. And you know, even for me when I was talking to some of the people and showing the work and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are like, You have to shoot raw, you have to do this. One of the things I love about the Fuji is that I shoot, so how I shoot is raw and then JPEG. Mm-hmm. So I have that master yeah, file in a way. But the JPEGs out of these cameras, like if you take the time to customize those yeah. user profiles curve. Yeah. and then uh, really just tweak it to your way that you like it, 
you get shots that out of the camera as a JPEG look fantastic. Mm. Probably need a crop, and they're good. Perfectly and, usable. And, and the tipping point for me was last year I was shooting a charity event, and that's when I really flexed the XT2 at an event. Um, I looked at the pictures. And I'm like, okay, I made my selections, threw it on the iPad. Didn't even use my MacBook. <laughs> Cropped them, sent them, and like they were so above this charity, the shots they did last year, they were so above what they had before. Um, that was my kind of proving yeah, point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I said, it comes down and to that you. workflow is great. It's like if you can get that to happen with like the minimal amount of work to exactly. put into it, like even better. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, when it comes to the Fuji gear, is there anything that kind of you wish they would work on or change or improve because i tell people all the time give me a better battery like that's, yeah that I seems mean, to be the only thing definitely, right now definitely definitely the batteries <laughs> have to change but you know i bring enough outside so i have like five or six batteries so yeah. i don't mind it too much yeah um, a lot of fuji fans give me a little little heat when i mention it because yeah. i'm just like carry more batteries i'm like listen if i'm on vacation yeah and yeah, i get back to the hotel with five batteries no this, even <laughs> if you get back to the hotel with five batteries you got to babysit five batteries yeah, to charge. exactly. Right? And you want to get out either early in the morning or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, aside from that, is there anything else that you'd like to... Is there anything I would change? Huh. Change improve or add? And you picked up the X-T3, so... Damn, that's a hard one. Like, I don't... I don't think there's much more that I require out of out Now, of keep in mind, I'm probably going to send this clip to the Fuji guys. <laughs> so, they'll hear it. Yeah. I don't know. I Honestly, I don't think there's anything else that I could, like, even say that they could improve upon the cameras because i love them I, I hate the fact that they have bluetooth in it i don't yeah. like i don't yeah, like yeah. that i feel like it takes it a step away until like yeah, yeah, yeah i like how old school feels in the wi-fi it's good enough yeah um do you think they should do something like the like uh i think it's the m10d where mm -hmm. it's like they remove the lcd on the oh, back no, 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 range no. finder i mean i dig it i also kind of don't, don't lie I shouldn't if they, say, if they announced it i'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. you'd at least mm -hmm. test it out i mean i would probably give it a test <laughs> because again it's like oh you romanticize all these things yeah, right yeah. but like <laughs> I, the camera better be $500, not more expensive. You know what I mean? Because you got rid of the LCD screen. But um, So you heard it here. We want an X-Pro 10 with no LCD on the back. We want it for 500 bucks. That's what we want. The cheapest uh, yeah, yeah. APS. I think they're talking about actually doing a similar Leica as just interchangeable Instax camera. Like, that's the thing. Really? That's what we're going huh. to take the Instax yeah. and uh, put le you could take your... X series lenses and put them on top of that. Yeah, that's that'd be good. interesting. That I, I know. I'd like to see what you can create with that. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would love to shoot some stuff like that. You know what? I would. I, I wish they would clean up the camera just a little bit more. In what way? Um, too much. I don't need the logos all over the camera. Right. right just get right. rid of them. Yeah. Clean up the dials on the back. Right. Like, take it that one extra step towards Leica, yeah. where it's like their cameras are clean, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. There's nothing on it, and, and you really can customize them to get rid of the red dot, get rid of the branding. That's what I'm saying, like, get rid of all that Fujifilm crap up top, yeah, yeah. put it on the bottom or something like that, but yeah. make that camera like murdered out, yeah. just black stuff. And they can sleep. do it because on the XT2, mm -hmm. the made in Japan is fronting out there. Yeah. Now the XT3 is made in China, and yeah. again, no knock against China. Yeah. They hit it behind LCD yeah. so you can't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they yeah. felt insecure about but it's it. But it's true. It's like when you look at the top of the camera, it's like there's a lot of information up yeah, there that yeah. just doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Like I don't need to know that it's on and off. Yeah. You don't have to write both words. Yeah. Just give me a red dot. Yeah, that's like, it. Let me know that this is the one that turns it on. And exactly. this is like, I, I'll, I'll figure that out. That's it's actually very really, simple. That's actually really good. I never Clean thought about up. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So on the topic of gear, mm -hmm. I am heavily in the Apple ecosystem. Got the laptop, got the iPad, got the phone. I like it because the apps I use and the the you know, exclusive apps you could say that they have. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps me there, along with some other features and stuff like that. But when I saw, and, you know, I saw the Surface, and I'll talk more about that afterwards. Mm -hmm. When I saw you using the Surface, yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's dope. Because the idea of a Surface book, 
I love that idea yeah. where it just opens up, you have the pen, and they make those accessories, and it makes me jealous and angry because I want Apple to make it. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what it's like working off the Surface Book, what attracted you to that, what were you using before, and all that kind of stuff. So I had the MacBook Pro, I think it was uh, 15-inch from 2015, maybe, yeah, yeah, the yeah. last one. Yeah. It had all the ports and the SD card and yeah. all that stuff, and I loved it. It was an incredible computer. It was yeah. a beast of a machine, but right. like... I didn't have space to use a tablet. Like mm. I was staying in an apartment that was smaller than this, so mm. I didn't have a desk or anything like that. So right. I needed to edit. Right. So the idea of being able to detach the screen with a stylus yeah. and like dodge and burn my photos, edit and retouch in Photoshop, yeah. that was like really appealing. And here's the thing, you're using full on Photoshop at this point and all Yeah, the, yeah. All I mean apps. I was dabbling more in Photoshop, but I was using like Lightroom and like building right. my layers and like right. you know, dodging and burning like that. Um so I wanted to switch to the surface because I felt like it was like everything I needed all in yeah. one and when I got it dude it would just it sang it, they were like it, it games yeah I was running like Xbox on that like <laughs> mirroring the Xbox so I was yeah. like and then when I was on planes I would play Cuphead yeah which oh, like yeah. I would just attach my wireless control like I gotta finish to Cuphead because I got maybe about 60% of the way <laughs> yeah. and that thing think, is hard I think I'm like 30% of the way oh, but like tough, but I love yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I mean I just I loved it and my thing is that I I I think all of this stuff is great. Mm -hmm. I'm a tech head, but like, I don't mm -hmm. like the barriers. Yeah. I don't like the idea that like, cause everything communicates to each other. I've yeah. had iPads, I have a Google phone yeah. and I have a service book yeah. and I know how to make all that stuff work together. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you get one too many Apple yeah. products, you can't be a tech head anymore. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can only be an Apple head. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I need to be able to switch my stuff out. Like yeah. I like to experiment with stuff. Of course, so, of course. Yeah. I'll be honest though. AirDrop is probably like the one feature yeah. that keeps me locked yeah. in. So I have a drive folder that's set up on my surface that yeah. like once I edit or whatever files I want on my phone, I just right. drop it in that. And that's how you kind of manage Simple. your files and that kind yeah. of stuff. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, the surface book that you're using right now, is there anything um, that users like myself don't know about that would compel me to want to use it as a creative tool? Um, I mean, hmm. That's interesting to think about. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the operating system is really great now. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some issues with like the updates that came out, but mm -hmm. mostly just in terms of the touchscreen, it's really useful. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah. for me, that was like a big selling point. Nice. Um, nice. In 2018, I think we should all have touchscreens yeah. on, on everything. Yeah. Like I'm true. still like I pick up. I think I picked up a calculator the other day and I tried to like, <laughs> like nice. everybody's victim of that, right? Yeah. Where you yeah, just yeah. like immediately try to touch it. And yeah. It's yeah. like. To me, that that's like a great feature. Let's talk about software now. So, mm -hmm. what is your? I mean, I spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just tell you, you're using Capture One. Mm -hmm. um, how, are you using Capture One along with Photoshop, Lightroom, or like what's your workflow like? So, I just use Capture One and Photoshop. Gotcha. I don't use Lightroom at all anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I started assisting like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Started assisting some like really well. Okay, so uh, I randomly ran into a friend from when I was 19 at yeah. a bar I was working at and I yeah. had this was like I was already obsessed with photography yeah. and I had my camera behind the bar every right. time I would like yeah, I wouldn't leave home without it Yeah, and we both kind of like did this like what are you like kind of yeah, yeah, we yeah. couldn't figure it out and yeah, by yeah. the end of the night I was like oh I think I do know you blah 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 and needless to say the next morning he sent me a picture of me, yeah. myself that he'd taken a decade ago on film Wow, we used to work at Diesel together back in the day <laughs> so looking at his Instagram and this kid takes the best portraits you've ever seen. Like, yeah. I mean, he is like Irving Penn. Like right. it's insane. And I okay, told him you that gotta give time. me his Insta later yeah. so I can throw it up here. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's insane. So I reached out to him. I'm like, listen, I shoot a lot of street stuff. I want to learn studio stuff. Yeah. Um, what's the deal? And he started bringing me on assisting jobs and he was assisting with Norman Jean Roy for like five years. I don't and know if you know. The, I, I don't know that. So what does he do? And Norman Jean Roy is as big as Annie Lee Woods. Like wow. he is 
probably one of the most prominent photographers of our time. Okay. Gotcha. And so he introduced me to Norman Jean Roy. I started working with him, Paul Gilmore, and Gavin Bond. And Gavin Bond shoots like a lot of Jiku covers. Okay. He shot like Charlie Sheen when he came back and he's like yeah. on fire, all those yeah. photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we were, I was on sets for a full year, like shooting Judy Dench and Adam Driver. We shot like um, Trevor Noah's like his ads, all yeah. that stuff. We were like, I mean, I was in the thick of it, learning yeah. studio equipment, like using all the stuff. Wow. And on those sets. Everyone listening or watching this right now is just super envious. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah. I want that experience. Yeah. It's an insane experience. It's a crazy yeah. world. Um, but Capture One is standard. Nobody uses Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just nobody uses mm-hmm. Lightroom. You need mm-hmm. to know Capture One. I'm nodding, but I'm also smiling like a little <laughs> child right now. Because you know, I made a video about top five reasons to switch to Capture One. Mm-hmm. Truth is, there's way more than five reasons. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing for me, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. The biggest thing for me is I customize the workspace mm-hmm. to how I think about photography and how I work. Uh, and number two, the focus mask. The yeah. ability to just click focus mask and see quickly, if exactly. I have 1,200 shots, what's in focus and what isn't. Yeah. What are some of your go-to reasons why... So you saw the pros use it. Mm-hmm. That's almost like the advertisement. Mm-hmm. But eventually you switched over yeah. and then you used it. So what are some of your favorite reasons? I mean, I just think it's overall, it's just a more powerful... It's a more powerful system. Like the whole thing just controls better than Lightroom to me. I love that there's three levels of like dealing with contrast. You know, you right. have you have your curves, mm-hmm. you have your levels, mm-hmm. and then you have like your color wheels. Right. So you can add contrast and color however you want. And yeah. if you want to pull it out or add more, yeah. it's so powerful. Not only that, but the dynamic range toggle, yeah. like the shadows and saving highlights, yeah. is insane. <laughs> and for me is that, especially when I was doing my research, I found that it works better with the Fuji RAW files. Like, it tends to bring Absolutely. them out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Fuji, known for color. That advanced color tool. Yeah. I made, I couldn't... And now they're partnered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they have a Fuji version that's out now. You can tether straight to Capture One. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like And um, that color tool. And I, I think, I don't, I don't think I made a full video of it, but I spent a good amount of time talking about it. Mm-hmm. The amount of control you have over mm-hmm. the color spectrum in your yeah. images. Yep. Is something that I don't even think Lightroom will ever do. I don't. I just don't think that's their audience. I mean, again, I get, if you can make it work in Lightroom, yeah, sure, use it. Like yeah. it's great, but like if you want to be a professional, yeah, and you want to like you know, it's industry standard. And yeah, like yeah. once you say that, it's like okay, that's yeah. it. <laughs> it's funny because you know when it comes to hardware, I'm like you know get what your friends have, mm. what you this that the other. But when it comes to software, I find myself being I don't know if you're the same way, mm. less liberal. Where it's just like yeah. there's sometimes I'll look at a company and I'm mm. like. Lightroom is making it for really the average consumer now. Yeah, they have that ten dollar plan. They're making it for kids just getting started, but it's yeah. not even just for people that are getting paid for work or professional. I think people anytime they're taking it seriously, mm. you gotta give a serious look at Capture One. Yeah, I feel like Lightroom is almost like. I mean, I don't want to talk shit on it or anybody. I on want YouTube, you to. But I like, want you to be honest about <laughs> like, it because it's immature. It's not. It's not. It doesn't feel like a professional tool. Yeah. And when I think of Lightroom, I think of like, I don't know, like. Urban Outfitter photographers, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like it's that just... might be the most insulting thing that I've heard anyone say about life. And it's so it's so pointed. And it's like yeah, it's I mean, so you're pointed. making money, make money, cool. That's yeah. great, but like I just the whole presets game and like yeah. trying to look like Peter McKinnon and like yeah. anybody that shoots mountains and wants to put fake. Yep. Sunbeams, I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I care about skin I, yeah. and texture. Exactly, because <laughs> I'll see a lot of this stuff. And listen, whatever you want to do on Instagram, more power to you. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have my opinion. You're allowed to yeah, have your opinion. Exactly. Um, but just like you said, the people that want to just shill out their uh, presets or the people that just want to buy it and think that, you know, stuff goes to here to here. Yeah. Um, or the people that just want to like artificially, here's a skyscraper. Here's like yeah. random planes, random yeah. birds or that kind of stuff. I get it. I understand the appeal of it, but... 
It's just sad. That I take I take offense if you consider that photography. Yeah, it's and it's just sad that that's like the most prominent stuff now. It's like very successful and like everybody looks the same on Instagram. It's yeah. all like travel. Yeah, travel photography. Two, but the two benefits. You know, at the end of the day, you take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. More people taking photos, more attention around photos. Yeah. More vendors in the industry, more innovation. Yeah, it's part of absolutely. it. Absolutely. But also, it almost kind of holds our feet to the fire in a mm-hmm. way. We're just like, okay, you gotta up your game in a way yeah. to kind of stand apart. Yeah. And the benefit is that, by default, you kind of do. Yeah. Because you're, I mean, the stuff that you're doing, mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of it on Instagram. So that when someone sees it, just like, oh, okay, a little different. Yeah, and it just. Again, forces you to look, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard not to get caught up in it because you want to produce things that people like or they're yeah. interested in, but at the same time, you don't want to just yeah. produce for other people. Um, but one of the things that was interesting with all the YouTube stuff is that people were reaching out to me, even though I say in my video, I'm like, I don't like presets. Yeah. I don't think you should buy them. If you're going to edit your photos and yeah. process them, you need to know exactly what's happening yeah, in your yeah, photos yeah. when you do this. Yeah. I still get, I've probably got at least 50, 60 fo- like, Im- like messages, people asking me to sell presets. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm never, yeah. or am I? I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> like if I could make money off of it, like what? <laughs> should so, I not? Like, <laughs> um, I, I've, I've dabbled with that idea of selling presets. I still don't know where I stand with it mm-hmm. because you know, with, and I'm going to, if, if I do it, it would be with capture one. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact with Capture One that it's pretty easy to like create your own style and manage those styles Save and all it, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I won't lie, I bought their preset though. They mm. sent the essentials pack. Yeah, their stuff is like insane. Yeah. yeah. And when I look at it, it's just it seems like there's a different type of attention. It's that's good. paid to it. Their styles and presets are ridiculous. Yeah. It's like if you want that Annie Leibovitz look. You're going to actually get it. Yeah, because that's the app that she's using. Yeah, but again, what I say is buy the preset, but if you're going to use it, break it down and figure out what it's doing and then learn how to do it. 100%. Don't just slap it on all the time. Because for me, when I bought it, it was almost like, here's a birthday gift. Mm. I don't need this thing. It's Mm. something auxiliary that's there. But because I love the app so much, I'm just like, it's almost like, here, I'll give you some money. Let's see what this is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't use it all the time. Mm. I find that a certain image will lend it's itself for different to things. It. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like if I, for a workflow, like I shot a wedding recently. Yeah. I wish I had a preset to slap on all of that. It's like, those <laughs> it are the moments me. that you're like, yeah, this would save me so much more time because yeah. it's like, I want them to have the best, yeah. but at the same time, I don't need to put, you know, 50 hours into one photo and then save that preset and then put it on yeah. every, you know what I mean? Right, I can right. just figure out what looks best and go from there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And the other thing I love about the app is the speed at which yeah. you handle files. Cause shot an event, 1300 pictures, threw in the raw files and you're there. Yep. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's lightning fast. It's great. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I and I mean, this just means that you have more time for shooting and all that kind of stuff. Um, outside of capture one, mm-hmm. I'm sure you use Photoshop every now and then when you need it, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to take that one image and kind of take it to the next level. Uh, is there any other apps that you use either on the Surface Book? No, I mean, on my phone, I yeah. have like a workflow. I post kind of interestingly on Instagram. I use two different apps. I use um, Snapseed because I put black frames around all my photos. Yes. And then I'll I use... respect you so much for ha- for maintaining that. Because yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't stick to one it's look. It's a process, and... dude. Yeah. It's definitely a process. It's oh. like I edit the photo in in, uh, in Capture One yeah. and then I export it into my edits folder which is on Google Drive then right. I download that yeah. I put it in Snapseed put the black bars on it yeah. export that and then I open it up in InstaSize 
add the white space into right, it right, and then right. I export that in the Instagram and the so <laughs> sorry Snapseed and uh, uh, Instasize Instasize those yeah. are your two go-to mm-hmm. apps Instasize makes it so you can post the full thing without, without problem yeah, yeah exactly uh, any other apps either on either device that you kind of use um, no that's pretty much it try to keep it as simple as possible yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's simple <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, res- I, t- I respect that yeah. because a certain t- it takes a level of dedication to kind of stick to that process mm-hmm. as well. Though I wish if I could go back, I would have gotten rid of it. I like the black frames because I wanted it to look like a gallery. Yeah. You know, I wanted it to look like little yeah. frames. Yeah. But I think sometimes the, what, the black frames kind of annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here but now, now I'm just in it. It's like, what are you going to do? Would, like, you, you don't think you'd ever like decide to, you know what, I'm going to switch it up? I might. I almost did it the other day and then yeah. I like, started sweating it up. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's just too much commitment yeah, at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're processing your work, when you're looking at an image and that kind of thing, what are you thinking when you, when when it's in front of you? Like, what are um, you looking for? Because I know we talked about removing the distractions and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Is there anything else that you're kind of like in the process for? of editing? Yeah. Um, I think so. Again, I think this takes us back to like when we're talking about shooting with intention and all that stuff, yeah. and like knowing what makes a good photo yeah. and what makes a great photo. Yeah. I think. That I think sometimes part of that process is selecting the right photo. Yeah, you have to know what the duds are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And like you have to be very, very like critical with yourself. You can't just like let you're like, oh, this is a six, it'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, like yeah. I, I can't do that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather just not post for a month. Yeah, you yeah. know, if I don't have a good photo, yeah. um, I have to really connect with it. So when I'm looking at the images, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at like the way their body is positioned. Yeah. Like, is it awkward? Is it this? What's in the background? Yeah. Um, I don't, with my street photos, I just like to work on tones. Right. I don't manipulate the image. I won't remove anything or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty straightforward process of like getting it to look maybe almost like film. Mm Mm-hmm. People say it looks like film. Mm-hmm. Fuji already looks like film. Yeah. Um, but with, with what I built, I kind of so like So that's that. kind of what's running in your mind. Yeah. I want yeah. it to look as cinematic as possible. But right, right. So what I do is I always color grade with putting my teals and the highlights and the shadows right, and my right, oranges. Right. And then I'll mess with that. Maybe take it to greens or something like yeah, that. But I want it to, to feel feel right. I, don't, I can I can almost hear the pencils. Like people are frantic. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking stuff like that. All right. Get the teals. Which I, I might make a video of. But yeah. like. Uh, I mean, you, know, you definitely should. I'm not right? a real technical person. I yeah. just. I tinker and I get what I like. And yeah. then once I get what I like, I save yeah, yeah, it as yeah. a preset. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think I'm somebody that's ever going to teach a class on like color grading yeah, or anything yeah. like that. But, yeah. you know, it's. it. One tip is to get your photo. Mm-hmm. Then pull up the image you want it to look like right next to it. Gotcha. So it could be any photographers, whatever image. If you want it to look a certain way, but yeah. you, there's certain people that like show me, they'll send me a picture of like a photo shoot and they're like, yeah. oh, I'm trying to do this. How do I get it to look like this? And I'm yeah. like, well, one, there's an entire team that went into building that set to make sure that those <laughs> tones were right. Yeah. Every model's wearing tones that complement that set. Yeah. And like somebody else is retouching that. Right, right, right. So like right. if you don't have the tones in your background, yeah. if you don't have the tones on the models, like yeah. you're not getting an image that looks like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. you have to like, Realize all those and things. And I, I, I'm, I'm bad with names. I'm really good at faces. If you don't know this already, I'm terrible with names. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there's an ambassador for Capture One. I think it's Pratik Nash or Pratik is his first name. Uh, maybe, yeah. He's a, and he's a full-time retoucher. So he's a, mm-hmm. he's an ambassador for his company. He's not even but, really a photographer. He's a yeah. retoucher. Yeah. And when you see, he has like a class on like color and all that kind of stuff. And when mm-hmm. you see the work that goes into some of this stuff, it's, it's next a level. lot of time. It's next level, man. It's and, and it deserves a little bit of respect. I can do something I've never done before. I'm going to show you a picture that I've taken, mm-hmm. and I want you to critique it as genuinely <laughs> as possible. Because here's the thing, you know, every time I take these pictures, I, I, I feel like they're good images, that, mm-hmm. and some of them are good enough that I'll post on and share and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. 
and then within like months, I already don't like it. <laughs> and I just want to go and crave. But I love it. I, I'm yeah. okay with it. Okay. That kind of thing. Okay, then you're going to have to critique one of my photos. <laughs> so I'll show you the image. I want you to critique it. And then after I'll let you, and I'll kind of let you what I was thinking at that time. Sure. Um, okay. So what I was thinking is I, I like the lights. I like the reflections. I like the fact that of the three people here, mm-hmm. everyone's looking at something different. You see the woman looking at the man, the man's yeah. looking at him, and he's looking somewhere else yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like this kind of line that just kind of splits the scene in half. Yeah. And this is with I, the 16? Sorry? This is the 16? No, this is with the uh, 35. Oh. oh, okay. This is with the oh, 35. Yeah. Um, so be honest. I want you to rip <laughs> this thing apart if you want to, and I'll tell you what I'll No, I, I mean, there's nothing to rip apart here, but I think there's some like, there's dueling yeah. um, points of interest in yeah. the photo. Whereas, like, there's a different tone going on here than what's going on here. I think yeah. the photo's on the left side of this image, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. This reflection of him in the mirror is, like, a much better image. Yeah. Because it still has those divisions. The light is kind of... Yeah, yeah Your yeah. eye is drawn to this area of it, and yeah. it's way more dramatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes you question what's going on in this frame a little bit more. Who is this person? What's going on in his head? Yeah. Whereas... This changes it up. This turns it into a shot where it's like, okay, these are friends hanging out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would almost even... Oh, does it rotate? Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Like, even as a portrait with his face in here, right, so you right. get a little bit more, something like that. Right. But, again, I feel like there are two separate stories going on here. And yeah. for me, with photography, you want to tell the best story. Yeah, yeah. You want to focus on that one thing. Yeah. So... The lighting and everything is great on this. You know, the composition is solid, but there's no real story. Yet. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I try to find when I'm doing these pictures. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to hear you say it. Mm-hmm. I like, so thank you for that. I mean, that, <laughs> the trip to New York is worth it for that alone. You know what I mean? Uh, we're definitely going to go out and shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, when I'm doing this, you know, the first thing I think is just like, what always I go back and look is like, was I standing in the right spot? Mm. You know, and I, and I know, I mean, we, we can put this picture away. No, I'm um, just thinking about it because I, whenever I look at a photo too, I think for me, what I what I consider if I were to change something is where I would have stood and like what's the most interesting elements in this yeah. photo. And this light is really nice, but I feel like if you just got a little bit closer and aimed up, yeah, you would pull in this in the right corner a little bit more. So that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is yeah. that I wish I was just a little bit tighter. Yeah. He may have intruded in the shot. Mm-hmm. I may but have also, startled him, but this cup is a huge no no for me. <laughs> I know. There's <laughs> a little bubble tea over there in the corner. Like that I can't ever, you know, like I know. that has to I know. So there's certain things that I definitely would have changed about it. And and thank you for telling me and sharing that mm-hmm. uh, that with me. Yeah. Because we're gonna go out and shoot and we're gonna see this in action because I, I am I'm dying for this kind of like stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I wanted to put on this video is that you know people will look at my work and assume that just because you know you either make money from it or you're doing it all the time that mm-hmm. you're a pro so you know everything. Mm-hmm. But what they don't see is that you know you mentally there's a lot of like insecurities and I'm not I don't want to diminish it for people that have real have, have real anxieties. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that when you look at your work, you never feel like it's perfect or yeah. it's done or yeah. it's out of the oven. Absolutely. You're constantly just berating yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you just want to get it better and better and better. So yeah, is I that mean, similar to you or is it is Absolutely. It if I ever feel that anxiety kind of like creeping in, yeah. I just get outside and you can take bad photos. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You're always yeah. going to take bad photos. But yeah. the first thing I do is take as many pictures as possible. I'll shoot everything and anything. Just like yeah. shoot, 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 shoot like a maniac. Yeah. And then it's like 
it's almost like that high starts to fade away for a second and you settle okay. into it. So oh. take, get all those shitty photos out the way, get yourself in the zone and yeah. then like, then you can start That's shooting. That's some solid advice. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But you can't go outside and not press the button and just keep looking yeah. and you're like, the whole yeah, time yeah. you're like, wait, okay, when's this photo? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's never going to work. You got to yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is there times when, you know, throughout your career and the stuff that you're doing that, you know, Actually, you know what? I'm going to rephrase the question. I'm not going to ask that. Mm -hmm. When you encounter adversity, when you're, whatever, obstacles, maybe it's the night before something is due, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. how do you kind of handle that? Uh, like, I'm, as a creative, it's yeah. one of those things that everyone that's a creative is yeah. dealing with. Right? I'm, I'm a last-minute kind of person. Yeah? <laughs> like, I'm terrible with managing my yeah. time yeah. and, like, um, delivery dates or due dates on anything. So, mm -hmm. like, I will stay up a night before something is due just to crunch mm -hmm. on it. But... What I do a lot with coloring is you have to walk away from your computer because you're going to hate it tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, so leave the most amount of time mm -hmm. immediately. The first thing you should do if you have a project or like something that's due in like two weeks, mm -hmm. even if you're going to get it all done the night before, mm -hmm. go to the computer a couple times with that image, right. color grade it, leave it alone. Wake up in the morning, look at because those colors are gonna look completely different to you. Even if you walk away for an hour and come back, you're gonna be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah, too yeah. much orange here. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, and like, yeah. let that be the biggest chunk of your time is like figuring out if you actually like those colors. Yeah, yeah, So pretty much what you're doing is you're sitting over there, you might give a one pass, tweak leave it. it. Leave it. Get another pass. Come back and be like, no, don't like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's yeah. really good. But is, is there times that were, you know, even beyond photography, even beyond editing, mm -hmm. that you're, you're, you're in a difficult situation, so, so to speak? Mm -hmm. How do you kind of navigate the, those emotions? Uh, okay, so one great piece of advice that, because uh, I think, those negative emotions can constantly get people to quit what they're doing because uh, they might think, oh, I'm just not cut yeah. out for this or yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not good enough. There's a Ira Glass. Have you ever heard of him? Ira Glass. Ira Glass. Sounds very He's a writer and a, yeah, he yeah. does a lot of like... He, uh, he, I probably never read any of his yeah. books, but I've heard yeah. of him because he's probably on an interview he, of a podcast. I he's the man. Actually, I want to I want to like get his title right so that people, when they Google him, yeah. they know exactly. Um, he's an American radio personality. Ira Glass. Uh, he... He, manages, uh, he does like um, a lot of podcasts like Serial. Oh, he's like okay. the executive producer for Serial and he helps them and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's the executive producer, don't quote me. Yeah, 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 but yeah. like Ira Glass is the American radio personality. Yeah, he's right. super smart and he does, there's this thing I came across one day on YouTube or the radio, but it was like 60 seconds of inspiration. Yeah. And like Jim Carrey's done one and it's basically just these people who are in these positions to like drop some knowledge on yeah. you and they just rant for 60 seconds. Yeah. And Ira Glass basically was like i want to get this right but he said there's going to be he's like the problem with with creating is that people people don't tell you is that everything you're going to do is yeah. going to be shit for a long time because if you're someone with taste your taste is not going to meet your expectations mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen at first right mm -hmm. so you're going to make a lot of stuff that's awful and you're going to hate it but that's just because you have really good taste right so one day your taste is going to catch up to your expectations and then that's when you'll know you finally made it. Wow. You know what I mean? And right now, my taste is way higher than what I'm putting out. So if I keep doing what I'm doing, wow. I just know I'm not capable of meeting my expectations because I see all the stuff that I love and I'm like, yeah. it's not there yet. Yeah, yeah. But it, if I keep working, it will be. That's profound advice. Mm -hmm. And number two, the fact that you said your taste is way higher than your expectation, <laughs> I'm excited. I have a fire in my belly to see what you created in the next year and two years. Thank you. I'm, I'm working on a project now that's 
like a life-changing thing so fantastic you can yeah. you can't share any details with that i mean i can i just got my first round of funding for it um okay. so i'm basically somebody's commissioning basically art for me yeah for the next year um nice. to put out my first book a movie whatever it is that i feel compelled to put out but yeah. i'm I'm traveling with one of my best friends across America to just shoot and put out my first book. That is amazing. Fully Congra- funded. Congrats yeah. to you, yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I mean, to see it all the way through. That's, that's why I ordered the GFX, the, the 50R. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm going, I'm going all the way with it, man. Nice, yeah. nice. I mean, they have the new 100S as well, so I'm sure that... Uh, yeah, that's were... a little bit too crazy for me. It's a little too crazy. <laughs> Street photographer with yeah, this big old rectangle. But the 50R is perfect. Yeah. You know I mean, if I want to do some amazing. portraits across America. People don't make books like that anymore. Like, yeah. I think... Um, uh, Robert Frank yeah. is the last person that well I mean one of the best books was The Americans yeah. and he's a Swedish guy right. who came to America and shot yeah. all of America from his perspective and I think for me being um, from New York yeah. a native New Yorker yeah. in America it's almost similar to being in a foreign country because yeah. Yeah. I don't know America yeah. I don't I don't have any connection to the rest of America so for me yeah. it's going to be foreign that's amazing at the tail of, the news, of this experience I'd love to come back yeah, and definitely. hear those stories. Yeah, we can talk about the images from the book. Yeah, right now. <laughs> of we gotta plug the book too, yeah. right? Put in the, put in the affiliate yeah, Amazon exactly. link and be like, "Yo, buy yeah. this thing." Yeah, get on top. So that is amazing to hear. That's yeah, pretty. Dope. Um, in your eyes, where do you see yourself? I mean, this is amazing news. This is fantastic. But in the next like ten years, if you had to imagine mm-hmm. what your life looks like, yeah. ideally, and what you're doing, how would you describe that? Um, man, it's it's maybe because I'm a little bit older now. And like I don't, I don't subscribe to like what pop culture is in terms of like photography or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of part of that old school where I like people like Gordon Parks or like Bruce Davidson yeah. or William Eggleston. Yeah, even the music like, I heard coming in. <laughs> yeah, it's not what I imagined because you know I scroll on your IG profile, I see the MF Doom yeah, mask yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. I listen to a little bit of everything. I like yeah. you know try to branch out, but like. Yeah. I don't. I feel like the the age of the gallery photographer is kind of dead. Yeah. And that's that's what I aspire to be. I want my stuff to hang in galleries yeah, on people's yeah. walls. I yeah. want I want to be on the cover of Nat Geo. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's. I mean, who knows? If yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ultimate goal. Please so, have those aspirations because yeah. I mean, for a lot of people that kind of share those similarities, like mm. for me to have that love for print work, it's like, can everyone print their work on a yeah, thing? Yeah. Um, I want to see other people elevate this stuff yeah. that you know is almost getting lost by the wayside. Yeah, I don't want to be just like IG famous or something yeah. like that like i want my work to hang in galleries yeah so. but it also feels like in a way that you know one of the things i respect about you it's that you're not even chasing that stuff mm. on instagram it's like the instagram is almost mm. like you can find me here you can dm me here yeah. here's where i show some yeah. of my work yeah. but for you it's just about the process about the work and yeah. about doing the thing the craft itself. It's, yeah, i was scared i didn't like putting myself out there on youtube i had no way like i mean i always wanted to do it but yeah. like it's that's an intimate thing to like yeah. get out there and like talk about photography, something that you love yeah. when you know the trolls are just like <laughs> <laughs> they're waiting. Yes, yeah, they're Jason. always waiting. That's Come wrong. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> they're just dying to tell you you don't know what you're talking about, yeah. which is yeah. part of the reason why I flash so many photos. Yeah. It's because I'm like, all right, you could disagree with me, but yeah. can you shoot? Yeah. Like there I'm just go. gonna like yeah. yeah, I'm like I'm talking and the images are just going to keep coming up. Because yeah. I never thought of it in that way, but now that you mentioned, it's going to be in back of my because that's some of the stuff that I'm doing. Like an XT3 video, mm-hmm. I'm not in front of the camera at all. Mm-hmm. It's literally everything I've shot yeah. from the video and yeah. the photos yeah. of just the XT3. I think my hands are in it for something <laughs> like that or whatever it is. But, yeah. you know, it almost lays waste to any kind of argument you have mm-hmm. because the, the proof is there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that convinced me enough to get in touch with you because I'm like, <laughs> this guy knows. This yeah. guy's not here wasting time talking about speeds and feeds and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
it's the craft and yeah. the love for the craft and yeah. that kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that's purely what it's driven by, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if I could teach somebody, cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, we're we're coming to the tail end of the conversation, but I would be doing a disservice if I didn't talk a little bit about hip hop, a little bit about sneakers, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So, MF Doom fan. Uh, I'm absolutely sure, my favorite rapper of all time. Easily. I I've listened to his music. I can't call myself a fan at all. Mm-hmm. I respect what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for me, it's just like. So it's almost like I'm not intelligent enough <laughs> to really have my <laughs> playlist, right? Uh, I respect what he does, though. But if you had to list top five, you have MF Doom number one. Oof, top, top five, five rappers. Either rappers or artists or okay, groups. But, okay, and no no order after no. MF Doom. Yeah. It's just going to be... Okay, sure. He's the, he's the king. He's, like, okay. he, he's the rapper's rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have my respect as soon as you have him number one. <laughs> I have one other friend, and she has MF Doom as her number one wow. rapper. Wow. And, like, I bow down yeah. because... Yeah. <laughs> you know your shit if yeah, that's he's who you're the man. Um, so after that, I would have to say that like Kendrick Lamar is on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, Outcast is on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I would um, I have to put Jay Z on the list because I've been listening to him. I'm from New York. If you're a New Yorker, you didn't have one. Yeah, list. Yeah, I'd be like, gotta, he has to be on <laughs> the list, nervous. Obviously, with his work, I find that like if you go back and you look back at his discography. Mm-hmm. It is just lesson after lesson after yeah. lesson. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's absolutely. some that are like, eh, his American Gangster Club, yeah. like, was like, eh. He's sly. He's sly. Like, but, he might be saying something super simple, but there's so much more meaning to yeah. it. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. usually a lesson. And there's nobody that's, like, impactful yeah. as he is yeah. with culture yeah, over yeah. the years. Like, yeah. he'll say something and everybody will be like, okay, I'm not going to wear that anymore. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just that true. simple. You yeah. know what I mean? So we have Jay Kendrick Outcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take it back just because one of my homies, when we were younger, we used to blast Jay-Z. Or Big Pun. Okay. And Big Pun is probably one of the... If yeah, he was yeah. still alive today, that yeah. man is one of the illest lyricists that I've ever lived. Shit. So, yeah. I don't know how I feel you don't have Wu-Tang in that list. Though. I mean, Wu-Tang is on it. There's just so many of them. <laughs> well, you like, just put them as a collective, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The 36 Chambers and Wu-Tang Forever. Let's so you, take those two albums and I mean, yeah. they... I have to put it in the, the context of like, what do I listen to the most? Like, okay. everybody That's says true. MF Doom is like the missing member of Wu-Tang. Yeah. And I feel like he's the embodiment of all that into one person. Right, so it's only in a sense it's almost like they're on the list, and like (laughs) it's an homage. I listen to so much Ghostface. It's like I listen to so much stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Is there any? See, now that we're talking about, is there anybody else that you're listening to? Um, in terms of hip hop, or like other other artists? Well, I mean, let's look at hip hop, and then look let's look at other Um, other music as well. Yeah, I mean, I listen to, like, a lot of Big L. I listen to Eric B and Rakim. I have okay. an old-school, like, yeah. hip-hop playlist yeah, with, yeah. like, Styles P, Jadakiss. Not just paid in full, like, more of their work. No, yeah, Because yeah, I feel yeah. like I talk to people, and, like, even me, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not, I shouldn't say not fan. It's just, like, I just don't listen to a lot of their music. But when I ask them, it's, like, paid in full. And, like, that's yeah. it. Like, there's... Yeah, no. I'm like, wait, you were going on about how you're a Rakim fan, and, you're, yeah, you know, yeah, he's the no, number no, one. I'm going back towards, like, you know, like, uh, Chinese arithmetic and stuff like oh, that. Shit. Like, going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're the truth. <laughs> uh, ghost face. I love ghost face. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I, I like... I, I don't really listen to too much new hip-hop outside of Kendrick Lamar. Right. I... Or what, J. Cole? Eh. Not as much, eh? No. I, uh... I think he's, uh... He's too emo. He's too emo. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, he's... He, he lacks the, like, confidence that I think an MC should have. Like, it's kind of obvious that yeah. he's not really behind what he's saying sometimes. And he's, like, half of a sellout already because yeah, yeah. his music is, like... Turning into this like pop garbage yeah, yeah, as opposed yeah. to what it used yeah. to be. Because 2014, like, so I was listening to him back in the mixtape days, mm-hmm. and the warm up that mixtape, 
I just loved mm-hmm. the, it was just him producing it yeah. he went full commercial signed mm-hmm. with you know Jay Z mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and then 2014 and then all he does is talk about how he's depressed and not making it it's I like, get it. Why you like move on? <laughs> but 2014 Forest Hills, like that story of him coming up, coming of age, and everything. Yeah, I love that. But I, just, I will give you like his uh, forever, uh, and then the one that just came out. Yeah, kind of went back down the emo route. Dude, was it Forest Hill? What's the the song where he's talking about losing his virginity? Is that on? I think that's on. What the fuck is this song? (laughs) Why does this exist, dude? Like, what are you talking about right right now? (laughs) Like, it's just he's a bad storyteller. Yeah, you know what I mean. He could be like he's not. After Kendrick Lamar came out, and it was like, I was. He's the king of the game right now. My, he's the king. I actually met him over here in Manhattan when he was nobody, dude. Like, literally, he was he was shooting rigor mortis music video on second and second, and I was listening to it. It was from Section Eighty, one of his first, like his third or second. Uh, I think that LP. was his second uh, LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> I literally was listening to the same song. I would not stop listening to Rick and Mortis. And I like, wa- I'm walking down to meet my ex girlfriend at the time, and I like took the headphones out because I saw people filming in the middle of the street. Yeah. And the music's still playing, and I'm like, Yo, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and it's Kendrick Lamar in the middle of the street. Ab Souls there. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on it. Schoolboy Q. Yep. Because yep. they're all in the video and they were all in New York. Yeah. And no one is talking to him. Nobody's bothering them. Literally wow. nobody. It's one guy with a camera yeah. holding it. No rig, no nothing. Filming rigor mortis. So I just wait. And I'm like, as soon as he calls cut, I'm like, yo, high power. <laughs> He's just like, yo, he came up. And it must have been. For I him, mean, it must have been a little bit of like, I, whoa, that, I hope listening. that I could meet him again. Because I feel like that, as big of an experience we're it was for me. We're going to clip this and just like oh, yeah, bombard yeah, yeah. their DMs. <laughs> bombard the DMs. Yeah. <laughs> It was pivotal because, like, to see him in New York City knowing he's from Compton. Yeah. But for him to be in New York and not be noticed. Yeah. And have, like, your first person be like, yo! And he came over, gave me a pound and a hug. And I was yeah. like, dude, your music is some of the best shit yeah. I've ever heard. And he was like, yeah, thank you. He was so humble. That's and an no one was bothering him. Yeah. If that man walked down the street today, yeah. it would be a riot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I love finding new artists. Like, for me, it's like, the, br- the best stuff... I feel like it's past us and like Kendrick's like the only one that's making yeah. stuff that really like resonates with me. Yeah. Uh, and among some other people. But um, what I was saying, what I was going to say, one of the regrets I have with Kendrick is that I didn't find him early enough mm-hmm. in my eyes. Like mm-hmm. when he was on the mixtape grind and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it was actually my brother who's recording this oh, stuff yeah? right he now. <laughs> he was because we're living together at the, yeah. at the time and he... He's the kind of person that walks up to the washroom, takes a Bluetooth speaker, so the whole house hears it. <laughs> so I'm like, this is dope. Yeah. Like, and yeah. with him, it's just, it's not even the storytelling, it's not even the lyrics, and it's not even, it's the fact that it almost seems like there's an unabashed F you to everything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you the most authentic, real story. And like, when Good Kid, Mad City came out, and like, some of the, the personalness, like, mm. I don't know, man. It, it gives me, it gives me. Literally, I'm getting yeah, goosebumps no, right now. He like, tells a story like no one else, and not only that, but he like he, the topic lands with him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He brings it home in a way that like a lot of people Duckworth. aren't. Duckworth, Duckworth is insane, but like um, that whole like the whole story mm, to weave it into that yeah. man. Or what's that? What's that? Uh, it's not money trees, is it? I think it might be money trees. Where at the beginning of that, he's like, normally I'm a solo, so, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and he's like, so. he doesn't smoke or I drink, like but he'd be the guy I'm with the homies right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. that type of stuff where it's like, that is, that's the cult. Like, that's yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, Like, you don't do any of this shit until you're around your friends. So well, I, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but have you heard of the Dissect podcast? 
Uh, no. Okay. Mm-mm. So you need to listen to this show because you're going to love it. Basically, it's a podcast where it's like 12 to 13 episodes. This guy started out of his like bedroom. Mm. Um, and the first entire season is about um, how, to, how to pick a butterfly. What he does is each track, and he must be, he's a classically trained mm. musician. He just goes into the lyrics and uh, like, I'm sure yeah. it's just some white guy, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that he just goes through every single track telling the story you have to listen to that podcast. I yeah. think you'll love it. Yeah. Second it season is about um, Kanye's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. which, listen, talking to you, I I know you're going to shake your head at it. That's probably one of my top three albums of all time for me. If I had it, I'd for, burn it right now. For me? <laughs> I can't listen I, to I, it. I'll admit it. Uh, the second season is all about that, I, and I love the detail that he goes into. I mean, I know you don't like the album, but... He no, talked, I like the al- wait. Which album? Uh, what is it? My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Oh, I, I just don't. I fuck with Kanye anymore. I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like. That's another thing. Um, but like that album, like the way he goes through it in layers, mm. dissect podcast. Mm. Check it out. Okay. I'll and it, it, I think it's third season. I didn't. I, I didn't like it as much. It's Frank Ocean. Um, I love Frank. You don't listen to Frank? I'm. I'm. I need a time for Frank. So here's the thing. That's oh, oh, crazy. I, I bumped that all day, so every day. There's like times where I'm like. The only thing mm-hmm. that could fill my heart right now is Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. uh, especially Chandler Orange, mm-hmm. where it just, right now... So you just, didn't like the newest one, Blonde? That's the one he dissects. Uh, he's the one that he dissects yeah. it, and I was just not completely sold. Uh, what's the song? Pyramids, I think, is on yeah. it. Where That's, uh... It's, it, no, Pyramids is the album before that. No. Orange, oh, Orange sorry, Orange. no, no. What's the... Tra- I, there's another song on Blonde that I, I kind of resonate with, but I prefer Chandler Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, I think they're both insane <laughs> albums. Like I love, I love meeting love, love. fans of Frank Ocean because yeah. I feel like they just get it. That they just get it. Well, I he's don't. just he's like very honest and he tells a story. It could just be one thing that he says, yeah. and like he's. I hate to say this, but he's like so on brand. Yeah, like he knows who. It's somebody that knows who they are, yeah. and he's his musicality is. It yeah. just shines through. Like people try to put him like the weekend on the same, and it's like no, no. like he's like Prince. And I've never heard anyone like, say put weekend and, and Frank Ocean together because if I did, probably well, yeah, it. people are like, Oh, the weekend is better. And I'm like, Are you fucking crazy? Like, no. you don't know music. Like, no. Frank Ocean is like, No, he's if he's gonna be insane. Is and I don't want to, I don't, I'm not knocking him. It's just that for me, mm-hmm. I just can't have him bumping all the time. Yeah, okay. you know what Fair I mean? Enough. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm in a mood for that kind of stuff. I yeah. usually with all kinds of genres, and this guy probably knows it more than anyone. I just like float through genres yeah, and what I'm feeling. Yeah, like sometimes I just want to hear like. You know, sad Portuguese music, whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah, I listen to some, some world stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and just like just get into it in that way, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I heard the other stuff that you're playing. Mm-hmm. What's other genres that you flirt with? What's other kind of music you like? I know uh, it sounded like like older jazz. Yeah, music. I play a little older jazz. I have like a long going playlist of just songs, just like all the songs that I've liked on radios gotcha. um, going. But like I make like one that's just like a bunch of like people from uh, London underground yeah. scene that are making like cool alternative music yeah, yeah. or one of my favorites right now is King Cruel. Okay. I don't know if you live. No. I've been listening to him for a few years now. Yeah. He is, to me, one of the best musicians of our yeah. time. Make sure you're adding this to your phone list because yeah. you know, we're going to be making that playlist King before Krul. you go. King Cruel. Um, okay. You actually, I want to play something for you because it's, it. so, it's so well, crazy. It but now. like, um, I want to play before you find his, uh, I, just wanna, I want you to hear his voice and then I'm going to show you what he looks like. <laughs> this is the best part. You know what? The first moment I had this, hey, hear the song and see what he looks like was Snow. When you heard, <laughs> when you hear Informer and then after you see what it looks like, you're like, what? But he also like belts in a way that people don't. 
like that punk oh, rock yeah, kind of yeah. like gritty underground sound. I'm sure you picked it Yeah. But it does feel like that grungy punk kind of like. But this is also a sad case because now he's like super successful. What? Everybody knows him, right? He looks like Tilda Swinton. Yes. <laughs> Come, this voice coming out of this Dude. kid is this song he made when he was. He like looks 15. like he'd be Harry Potter's best friend. Yeah. He made this song that I'm playing when he was 15. Wow. With that voice. Jeez, he's a child. And this kid is. Have you saw his photo? And this kid is one of the best lyricists. Wow. And a true musician. His yeah. songs are so poetic that, yeah. like, yeah. you can sit there and, like, break down the lines yeah. all day long. And, like, it yeah. just, it, it's such a treat to listen well, to stuff Well, what's like definitely that. happening now is I'm adding a playlist and on the flight back to Toronto, I'm probably just going to listen to him. <laughs> I'll send you some stuff, yeah, too, yeah. man. Yeah. Spotify or Google Music? Spotify. Spotify. So yeah. I'm going to just send, send me the playlist. Yeah, yeah. I We're just going to subscribe to the list. Okay. Because <laughs> this is the one thing I love is that when you talk to other creators... It's not even just the photography of it, mm -hmm. or just the gear, or just the software. What's the other stuff that passed that yeah. you know, that's passion to you? Like, and music is one of those things where it's just mm -hmm. like it's almost like this unifying fabric. Absolutely, underneath you need it. You need it. Yeah. If you don't listen to music, things change in your life. It's like one, when the music is missing. Yeah, you you can tell, and then as soon as it gets reintroduced to your life, you're like, yeah. oh, like what the fuck? Like, yeah, it, it's weird, but it almost feels tribal in the yeah. sense like you need that to carry and you. like. I, I, I was in a meeting and I'm like, have you ever, you know, I asked people just off questions. Like, have you heard mm. a song that made you cry? Mm. And, you know, a few of them were just like, what? No, and laughed. And I'm like, oh man, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I listen to Al Green. Like my, my, my number one thing is yeah. like, I have a smooth shit playlist and it's yeah. like, it's Al Green, the Manhattans, the stylist, right, 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 like yeah, yeah. Marvin Gaye, yeah. like it's all of that. But it's like different tones for different moments. Like when I go outside and I shoot street, if I listen to music, which yeah. I don't always do, I listen to jazz. Like I listen yeah. to like, yeah. you know, I listen to like Idris Muhammad, which yeah. is like, oh, it sounds so New York and it's yeah, like, yeah. it's got those vibes. So you go outside and you see the world differently. I can't, I can't wait to, because especially when I, if I go out street shooting, I'll do the one AirPod and mm -hmm. like leave one out mm -hmm. and it's just songs without lyrics. Yeah. Um, and usually I just find like yeah, exactly. any kind of jazz no playlist. Put it on there because I feel like that tempo is good yeah. for that moment. And the world just unfolds. And yeah. It's like everything. And I can't playing. even call myself a jazz fan because I I don't know the names. I don't know the songs. Mm -hmm. It's just I find the playlist. I play it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna have to follow. I'll your give you stuff. two: Idris Muhammad and Youssef Latif. Done. Very very Done. good. Done. Yeah. I hate to do the hard pivot, but I gotta do it. Sneakers. <laughs> Ooh, I okay. I'm not a sneakerhead. Mm -hmm. I love sneakers. I love sneaker culture. I'll probably buy three or four sneakers a year. Mm -hmm. And as I say this, I probably end up buying one more per year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are your favorite sneakers? What are your favorite brands? Yeah. What are you feeling right now? I mean, I've gone through a phase where I like, if, I mean, if you scroll far enough into my Instagram, you can see I used to be like a sneaker head and like okay. all into clothes and yeah. all. But as I started getting into photography, I bought less and less. And yeah. it just came more about simplicity yeah. and like making less decisions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like I rock old school vans more than anything nowadays, right, right, but right. I still have my Air Jordan 1s that I just love. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the Royal Blues, the yeah. Red Toes, like yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. To me, that'll never die and yeah. that's going to be timeless. Yeah. But I don't like color anymore in sneakers. Like I have like bright, bright sneakers that yeah. like... I mean, I used to have like the three little bears and like I had the <laughs> MF Dooms. I had, I mean, I was going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I just because as I walked in, I saw. Yeah. And you said, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, I what are you talking about? A lot of stuff, dude. I had like, what, what size are you? <laughs> I'm a ten and a half, eleven. I have like a bag of stuff that I'm just like, <laughs> like it's insane. We're gonna take a look and see. There's some sneaker shopping. It's like our got, version of Complex yeah. Show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I used to spend a ridiculous amount of money yeah. on kicks and stuff like that. Now, now on occasion, I'll still order, but I keep it like real simple. Right. Old right. schools all day. Yeah. And like, so if you're top three sneakers. What's your top three? Top three silhouettes. Yeah. I'm going to say Vans Old School, yeah. Air Jordan 1. Yeah. And... Not the three, not the six? No, one all day. One, okay. one all day. I respect Just that. Just because one is the... it, It's the one. Yeah, that It transcends yeah. fashion. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... It can be kind of gutter, but it can also be, like, high-end. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think any... I mean, the threes are... They're a little bulky. They feel more like a boot, but the right. one is, like, sleek. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, what was so the third band's one? old school? Yeah, it's I just love the silhouette. Yeah, uh, simple basic colors. Yeah, um, Air Jordan One, mm-hmm. probably the Royals. I just love that, or the reverse, the red. Yeah, and then my third favorite silhouette of all time. Man, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, I'm trying to think of what I wear the most. Ah, man. <laughs> Yeah. That's a that's a that's a hard one. I have to like I'm trying to see all my sneakers yeah. in my head. Cause you gotta pick one. That's it. One more to add to Man, this list. That's so different. It's good that I know two though. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's a I respect good that. Sometimes I, sometimes I ask people and they're like, uh, "That's the sneaker." I'm yeah. like, "Come on, you gotta know it." Man, that's really difficult. I actually don't know. I don't know if, if I, I, the, I don't know if I saw the Air Maxes there. If that's one of them. Oh uh, no, no. I mean, yeah. I'll rock them, but like. I'm trying to think if there's like another Nike silhouette because I mean I've rocked a ton of dunks in my life yeah. and like the SB the the, the ruins and the yeah. blazers and but I think nowadays it's just all about simplicity so yeah. it's like it's yeah. the old school and the Air Jordan one yeah fair enough that's fair it. enough <laughs> for me for me it's like I'll always pick up I've always been the Nike head mm. like for me like for some reason about when I was growing up you know. Jordan, seeing mm-hmm. that, yeah. um, and even with Kobe, like mm-hmm. I mean, he started with Adidas. Let's not talk about that era, but um, you know, it was always about Nike for me. And just recently, I started creeping into the Adidas thing. Mm-hmm. But it's always like getting something that's like black or like monotone exactly. that way. Yeah. But I always get one stupid color one per year. <laughs> it's like my yeah. allowance. I get one stupid color per year. I do that, and then it sits there. And then, like, I put it on, and, like, I go outside, and I'm like, I, I, feel, admit I feel young. Like, yeah. I, feel... <laughs> I got the Kyrie. Uh, he did the cereal collection mm-hmm. with the yellow and blue. Because wow. it just, the kick cereal was, like, what I ate growing up, <laughs> yeah, too. That's, I mean, and I'm like... That's different, right? That's nostalgia, <laughs> and, like, you know... It has a G on the back. I'm like, I have a yellow sweater. I'm like, I can only wear this with this yeah. one outfit, and that's yeah. it. See, I love when clothing or anything, any items in your life, take on a, 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 a different meaning. It's yeah. not just about the aesthetic. Like, yeah. to me, I realized recently that, like, having red socks makes me happy. <laughs> like, it's yeah. stupid, but, yeah. like, in life, I mean, you only live once. You got to yeah. indulge in those little things, yeah. right? So if a box of cereal yeah. is that, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you put those on and it makes you nostalgic for your childhood, yeah. then yeah. you can wear them all day exactly. long. So I went to Uniqlo the other day and I bought, like, 20 pairs of red socks. Because yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking wear red socks yeah. for a year. <laughs> because when I look down, I'm like, I love red. That's it. <laughs> like, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, to me, that's, you you know, like, the people that I see and I consider, like, fashion icons, Yeah. they... They all really have just like one look, yeah, one good look. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's the things that make them happy. It's comfort and yeah. all those stuff. Yeah. So 
when you break it apart and you see that and you're like, I'm just going to get the thing that And right now, what it is for me is the uh, the Boost collection with Adidas. The mm-hmm. NMDs, mm-hmm. Uh, even the, the, the Rups. Yeah. Um, I like they're that kind simple of, and they're beautiful. Simple, yeah, comfortable, walking them. Yeah. Some people get offended that I'm work, like I'm I'm getting them dirty, yeah. but I'm like I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I just want to wear them. Yeah. Um, sure. And I hate to admit it, but so I did not buy Yeezys because I couldn't get them at retail. Yeah. And of course, knowing my luck, it's good thing you don't own them. <laughs> no. Here's what I gotta admit to him. The finally, <laughs> when I am able to buy them, this guy goes full Trump MAGA hat, all that kind of stuff. So I bought them. When he was like reeling back and saying, okay, what I said was wrong, the TMZ thing, and oh kind of going God. back. And I'm like, please, please don't ruin this for me. Yeah. And then as soon as I got them, within a week, he goes full rail oh tilt and all God. that kind of stuff. And Did this is hard. I, I haven't picked them up yet. So I ordered them to a P.O. box here. Okay. I'm picking them up on this trip. Okay. Are you going to rock them? So <laughs> now you're going to make me. I'm deciding between three things. Mm. Just sell them. Uh put some text on the actual like soul of it at the bottom of it mm-hmm. that kind of speaks to my thoughts on him mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. try to be yeah. or pretend to be bougie in that way of like yeah. whatever or just go full on customize that thing and then make it my own and make it like a zombie shoe um, I mean he's already got the money right he's already got <laughs> it you've already spent the money he's already got it, it. I'm but, not. I'm not the person that's gonna go burn shoes. That's, that's, yeah. that's dumb. Like, I, yeah, I mean, the, they already got the money. You can give it to someone else. But I will say this because one of my homegirls who I had long, deep conversations with about yeah. Kanye West yeah. bought a pair of Yeezys like three weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I think that, I think that another issue with mm-hmm. our culture and our mm-hmm. generation is that like we don't take anything seriously anymore, mm-hmm. and it all kind of just like be brushed off. Mm-hmm. The fact that anybody even listened to his last album is beyond me. I yeah. still I haven't heard a single song off of it. I, I heard one single, Sight Yikes. I don't even know what that um, is. And I'm and a I, big Kanye. Like, no. I'm a Kanye Oh, head. and this is where we agree, because yeah. I heard you talk about it a lot. Like, Kanye, throughout his three albums, and then 808s. Mm-hmm. Like, 808s came out at, like a, at, a, at a moment in my life. Mm-hmm. And then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was yeah. literally the culmination. That storyline. One line, of the best. It's almost like, you know, it sounds yeah. weird to say, but it's almost like that whole trail of songs... It allowed me mm-hmm. to be and find who my who I was. Yeah, it ends right? up being like the playlist for your life. It's yeah. like your theme music. Kid Cudi, you know? And Kid Cudi is another one that I found early, early on. Yeah. One of the first people I got to shoot at a, in a, an event. I didn't get to meet him. Um, but like that, Kanye's whole run, and then Kid Cudi's, you know, Man on the Moon. Yeah. It's kind of the soundtrack to my life. I hate to put the pun, but like it is, <laughs> it's right? true, though. And it to is. see what happened after that, like, you know. Jesus, okay, mm-hmm. cool, you're still doing your thing. Yeah. But to see him, like, how he came and the, the stuff that he's saying, like, just... Yeah, and I mean, know, I used to argue with people about Kanye. People would be yeah. like, oh, he's an asshole. I'm like, you don't understand him. And I met him a couple of times, and I was just kind of we like... literally the you know, yeah. same guy, whereas, yeah. like, people come I do vicious arguments. I'm like, yeah. you don't get it. And I'm yeah. like, in today's world, we should be able to say I'm a genius. You know, yeah. what's wrong with self-validation yeah. and yeah. all that? I, I bought into all of it. Yeah. But, like, again, so my friend bought these shoes, and I basically told her, I was just kind of like, you know... Rock them if you want to, but at the same time, like you got to think about like the impact that has yeah. on people, yeah. right? The fact that we still played his music, the fact that the only way to to reach him mm. is to impact him with money, yeah. and I was just like, you got white people burning their Nikes, and you're buying this yeah. man's shoes. Yeah. Like, do you not see what's wrong with our culture? For, <laughs> me, for me, it's I wanted to buy this, and I and you know when I bought it, I was like, I'm probably not gonna wear this often, but mm. to have it as a piece of history, and it's almost like a mm the not the thesis but probably the conclusion of an essay of mm-hmm. like where this man was mm-hmm. and what he has become because yeah. the the triple whites something about it it's just like 
this black man from Chicago mm. almost completely transformed to this pure white commercialized mm -hmm. product that people like something about it. It's harder for me to explain, but it's just like, well, that is it's, the... it's like owning a piece of controversial history for me yeah. in a way yeah. where I know what this is. Yeah. I know what it is and yeah. I'm okay with that. And I've given him my money mm -hmm. sucks. So now for me, it's like, can I at least make it my own or should I just leave that as is? Yeah, I mean, that's, I guess it's up to you to decide. But I, yeah. at the end of the day, it's, for me, I think it's just like too important. To, yeah. I just, the stakes are too high. There's too many like young 14 year old kids that yeah. are going to think it's okay to rock MAGA yeah. hats or even think it's cool yeah. to wear that kind of stuff. So I'm going to tear it up and just make them zombie Kanye's <laughs> and that's yeah. what it's going to be. I mean, I just. It's similar to like, and I tell people as a sports fan, like the Cleveland Indians baseball team mm -hmm. have one of the most offensive logos it's like a chief wahoo and yeah. it's my red skin mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff but i have a hat and the reason i have it is because i want when especially after you have a kid you start thinking weird shit mm -hmm. <laughs> i want to tell them if we still have a logo we don't that <clears throat> this was who we were yeah yeah like we had beauty but we also yeah. had like ugly google though <laughs> they are, but <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> just, I'm hoping. Hey, I'm hoping my kid talks like, to me. I gotta, I gotta show you. And... Like, shut up, Dan. I'll do the research. You don't need to show me your old hat and your old Yeezys. He's like, who looks at things in real life anymore? It's <laughs> all VR. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like my thinking of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, talking to you, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tear these things up. And I mean, it just, it, I guess it just depends on how important it is to you. You know, like for me, it's not even. You know, when when I look at sneakers, it, it's not even about the shoe, and it's not even about how they look. Mm -hmm. It's almost like. What does it say about you? And yeah. how do you kind of exude yourself through that? Yeah. And when sure. I see people wearing Yeezys, I don't get the same sort of like positivity as when I see someone wearing Jordans, the NMDs, the other boosts, yeah. uh, A6, feel whatever like you it is. have your answer. <laughs> and I feel the same way. When I see them, I, I make a judgment call on the person. I literally I'm like, saw do you not know what's going on right now? Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally saw a woman get on the uh, four train. Uh, Fendi bag with big old glasses and all this kind of stuff and the Beluga Yeezys and stuff mm. like that and automatically it's hard not to have judgment but it's just mm. like in my mind it's like Trump supporter who knows it was a black one but it's yeah. also just like what what made you think that was okay I, I yeah. almost want to have this conversation of like do you not know like you said do you not know what's going on mm. and how do you kind of internalize those feelings and navigate yeah. those emotions? But I'm like that with everything in life. Like, yeah. if a rapper says the craziest thing, I'm like, I'm not listening to you anymore. Yeah. Like, and I started noticing the deterioration of like how much people cared about these type of things. Yeah. When like the fat Jewish on Instagram was found out for being like stealing everybody's content. Yeah. I unfollowed him. He yeah. got more followers. Yeah. Which to he's me, he's more face now, and he's like making rose dude, and all this kind of stuff. It drives me crazy that like. We can't get it together yeah. as people to be like, yeah. you are no longer irrelevant. We yeah. made you and we can't destroy you. Exactly. It's impossible now. Yeah. It's impossible. And I, I think that that's I mean, going to be the downfall. on YouTube, like the whole Logan Paul thing. Right? Yeah. It's just like he's just became more popular. Of all that's going to be our downfall, man. Yeah. I can guarantee it. So I'm on YouTube right. doing my research, uh, switching over to Fuji. I come across one of your videos. And I'll be honest, I don't think I subscribed right away. I'm comfortable with the video. <laughs> that's okay. I saw your video. I love the video uh, and spoke to my decisions I was going to make. So tell me about your story on YouTube. What made you finally want to make your own videos? Mm -hmm. um, you're finding your space there and you're getting really successful, you know, getting attention, but also creating dialogue amongst people. Uh, so tell me, how did you start and what's kind of your vision now going forward? Uh, I mean, I, I, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to make like a tech one. Yeah. I'm like, I want free products. And everybody's <laughs> getting free phones and Good. stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but uh, I, I, I think more and more as I was like looking up Fujifilm stuff, I wasn't loving what I was seeing right. I was getting information but I wasn't getting that like 
craving that I want. Like, you know, if I look up like DIY woodworking videos, yeah. I'm going to find shit that's like, damn, this dude knows what he's doing yeah, with wood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to go build something. Yeah. These Side people, note, you built that. I saw yeah. it on the Instagram story. <laughs> you did. built that table. Uh, I built amazing. it yesterday in like three hours. Amazing. Dude. Stained amazing. it. I bought a blowtorch and I like, <laughs> I like burnt it. A like... uh, man's man. Because I would straight I up go to, too. go to Ikea, <laughs> buy something that looks relatively like one out and put it together. So a man's man right here. But yeah, I'm trying, man. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, I just felt like it wasn't like, it wasn't. Uh, quenching that thirst that I had for like right. I want to see people that inspired me right, right, but right. I want to see it in motion right. like Instagram is so static and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear people talk about the craft yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I felt like I saw the hole and I was just like alright I gotta have to try to fill this space Yeah. so I made a video like a year ago mm-hmm. and it was terrible I was just talking about the Fujifilm cameras and how I use them and like yeah. they're my paintbrushes and stuff like but you know you try to figure out your tone and I hate I even think about taking it down but now it's 3,000 views and I feel like I can't remove <laughs> no, it no. but it's that's so history. different that's history you gotta keep yeah, it's there. always gonna be there now yeah. like um but that one got like 150 views mm-hmm. total mm-hmm. until two months ago when I made my first new video yeah and People almost want to go back and see the old it, stuff. I mean, it has almost like 4,000 or something like wow. that views now. Yeah. And um, so I make this new video and I was going upstate uh, with my girlfriend to stay in Pauling. And I put it online and I was just kind of like, I didn't have YouTube Creator Studio, any of those apps yeah. or anything. Yeah. And I'm like up there and I'm like, it's, I'm like, oh, it's doing better than possible. Yeah. Like 700 views. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, like, it just keeps Kept going. going. And mad comments. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I start getting a bunch of followers on Instagram. Yeah. And then yeah. a bunch of DMs. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? I still don't know to this point why yeah. it blew up like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, you're looking at this video and you're seeing like it starts at 700. It's yeah. not slowing down though. Yeah. And people are commenting and everything. Like a lot of comments. Like yeah. it got like 150 comments or something wow. like that. And I kind of, I didn't respond to them because yeah, I was yeah. on vacation. Yeah. And I was away. But the feedback was like so good. And it yeah. wasn't people just being like, hey, nice photos. They were like, love your delivery like yeah, 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 keep yeah. making videos like yeah. great personality yeah. like and I was or it's just weird like yeah. intimate like like references to the video that I wouldn't assume people would be like on YouTube right right you know right. it was like a really positive perception whereas I was thinking from what I read that it would yeah. be like more hate like people just come and shit on you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. because that's YouTube you know what I mean yeah. and it's like I'm not gonna throw my hat in the ring but yeah. I, I didn't expect how po- so within that that time I had like a thousand subscribers mm-hmm. and one guy reached out to me and he was like in like two or three days maybe a week I got like a, a thousand subscribers and some change and this dude hit me up and he was like dude I've been on YouTube for two years mm-hmm. and I still haven't hit a thousand subscribers just mm-hmm. to put in perspective what you're doing mm-hmm. and I was like oh wow like now yeah. it was kind of starting to hit me yeah, yeah, and yeah. um I was like, okay, I'm going to take it like a little more seriously and I'll make yeah. another video. So I kept making videos and they were getting some views and I, yeah. I started to like it. And I mean, dude, I, I've had people call me, like hit me up and like we got on like video chat and I was like teaching them how to edit. Like this one dude reached no out way. to me, Jeremy Caesar. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen him. You no. watch Samuel Street Life? No. He's like a German now. dude who shoots like with Fuji, Fuji equipment. He's got a mustache and a hat. And like and glasses? No, no glasses. He's okay. got a deep voice, yeah. but he shoots a lot of X100F stuff. I'm thinking uh, Lintaro is probably the other one. That yeah, that's him. Lintaro. Is it the same guy? Yeah, yeah. Same glasses? Life. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm just confused now. But no, I, now I know who you're talking about. Sorry, I, go, I know by his Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which was bugged because I've been watching him for years. And then he commented on one of my videos. Yeah. And he like reached out to me on Instagram and yeah. we were like chatting for a while. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, even though know, I've been watching this guy for a while. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, keep it up. So, uh, with anybody that hit me up, I would like take the time to be like, yeah, this is how you do this. And like one dude, Jeremy Caesar, who has way more followers than me on Instagram and is like in a gallery. 
he was like producing some work and he was like, I, I want to get this look. Yeah. And I was like, yo, let's screen share. So we hopped on a computer and I was wow. like helping him edit his photos and stuff like that. And I'm like, I just enjoy the fact that the community is positive yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not all negativity. And you know, for me, it was almost like serendipitous where it's like when I created this thing, I'm like similar where mm. I'm not seeing what I think should be made mm -hmm. where a lot of these people are doing like speeds and feeds. Yeah, go. You wanna have, yeah, she's, she's agreeing with me. I got her vote of confidence. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of people creating this stuff that I'd want to see. And I think that what I worry about is that some people will go to these channels and they see like all speeds, feeds, specs, and this is the best, that's mm -hmm. the best. And it's just not right. And I worked in sales. So I'm yeah. like, you guys are doing a disservice. Yeah. Let me try to make something that I'd want to watch. Yeah. And really it's three kind of layers. It's like, let's talk about the hardware. Let's talk about tips and tricks. Mm. And the most important thing, and this is what like I want to, like when I look at five, six years down the line, what mm. I want to do most of my time is meeting other creatives, yeah. interviewing them, Absolutely. sharing their story. Like that's kind of my passion. I get like a good juju out of it because yeah. like it motivates me to want to create as well. Yeah. Yeah. But also I think it's important to kind of like use your platform and resources and everything they have in front of you mm. to help someone else and not help in a way like, Oh, they need your help. Yeah. Just be like, no, just like give. Yeah. Yeah. give I just want to inspire people. You know, if you, if you watch my videos and you get a good takeaway from it where you want to go shoot like fucking awesome. So like, that's do you, do you, are you aware of how much value you give to other people? I, I don't think so until the, like the DM started coming in and like okay. people were reaching out. And I mean like, saying, dude, I got pages, like messages yeah. of people like writing me like pages, like yeah. really nice shit. And yeah. I would like show my girl and I'm like, you see this? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, why so, like, I don't know this person. Do they like felt so compelled? Yeah. I don't think I've ever left anybody a comment on YouTube before. Yeah. yeah. And to have like over a thousand It comments, would take me a while before I actually commented on a video. Yeah. It has me. to be some, it's gotta yeah. be like really so, compelling. And so this doesn't even take into account the people that watch your stuff, mm -hmm. get value and don't leave a comment, don't reach out. Cause there's probably yeah. a huge amount of those as yeah. well too, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So. I mean, this, this conversation that we're having right now yeah. is because of the work you're doing. It's a testament yeah, to yeah. the work that you're doing, right? It's hard. Like, again, it's hard to quantify those things. There's nothing tangible about it because yeah. it's all online. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, you're the first person I've met yeah. from this. Yeah. So, so that's listen. weird, right? Like, that's dope. <laughs> I mean, when you're explaining this to any other person, wait, you're flying to New York to meet another photographer that you met on YouTube <laughs> who you never met before yeah. to do a podcast, a YouTube video, and some other stuff? <laughs> And they go on a photo walk? I mean, here's the thing. I'll be honest. I didn't tell my mom what I'm doing because she's at her house. She's like, oh, she knows I'm always flying out and stuff like yeah. that. And like, I'd be lucky if I call her to say I'm flying out. I'm a pretty bad son in that way. Yeah. But I can't even explain this to her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how like you, what is YouTube? Like, what, like, how do you even start this conversation? But I think it's a testament to the craft itself and the passion for that sort of like, you know, Creative yeah. juju, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I just assumed that you had something else to do. So <laughs> no, like I, you know, the one thing, my brother. I mean, listen, I'm I'm lucky enough that work gets to let me travel a little bit. Mm. And one of the things, as I was a young kid, I told myself like more than money and luxury and all that kind of. Stuff, I just want to travel and I yeah. want to meet people. Yeah. I want to eat different foods and that kind of stuff. No matter um, where to live. Yeah, and then I told him, I'm like, would you be down to go to New York for a weekend? Yeah cool and we found some two other friends that want to hang with us sweet and that, that's, yeah. that's what it is yeah. and it helps that New York is my second favorite city in the world yeah <laughs> hometown Toronto Toronto <laughs> takes that spot I don't need your validation that's my that's alright I'll, but New York I'll is let you know once I get there I feel <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, with respect to YouTube, like what's sort of your vision for your channel in the future? Uh, I mean, I'm be completely honest. And I think if you watch the channel, yeah. it's, it's clear. I don't really know which direction I want to take it in yet. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. The yeah. quality is not there. Yeah, I don't yeah. have like the team that I want to like help me film. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to keep it street 
yeah keep it more street than yeah. anything and start a second channel for tech and stuff and just really? get more used to yeah because my brother has a, a tech channel where he's doing some unboxings okay. and stuff and yeah. he's getting like a little bit of play over yeah, there yeah, like yeah. his videos all have like seven thousand views but yeah. they don't have any so he has like no subscribers whatsoever yeah. yeah it's really strange he's got like 70 subscribers yeah with a lot of views. consistent views because yeah. he unboxes things that people care about yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean i just want to get the quality up right. so that right, uh, right because right now again yeah our glass my taste and my expectations haven't met but mm -hmm. i do know in this particular circumstance mm -hmm. that if i don't just put it out there yeah it will end up stopping all right so i'm not trying to make things perfect yeah i'm just trying to get it out there so that yeah. eventually the taste will and this is up. the advice like when i started this thing you know i was on i was on youtube like 10 years ago mm -hmm. and i'm wow. very young tried and failed and i was mm -hmm. like i can't do this anymore and i yeah. focused on school and actually photography and photography was actually bringing income at that point mm -hmm. so i'm like let me just focus mm -hmm. on that and then last year what happened is you know i looked at shooting weddings and i looked at that whole business side of it and i'm just like i don't want to do this mm -hmm. and rely on this as my even my second source of income you know what yeah. i mean like it just the happiness was like fading in a way and it was just becoming like a machine. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, and every year I book less and less and less and like eventually I'm just going to get out of this all together. And what do I want to do? And it took a while to figure out. And it was a hard conversation to have. Like when you're a 30-something, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and you're asking yourself at that point, and you're married, yeah, you have a kid, yeah, what do you want to do? <laughs> it's a tough conversation. And I told myself that, you know what? I want to just create stuff that excites me all the time. Mm -hmm. And through that process give value unselfishly as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Everything that I create, I want it to give value. Yeah. So the, I started the riskyfox.com, which is like the umbrella. And mm -hmm. under that sits like the YouTube channel, which is all about gear and talking about it in a non, you know, typical clickbait kind of way. Yeah. Talking about techniques and sharing secrets, people would call secrets, yeah. Yeah. unselfishly. And then, uh, you know, talking to other creators and that kind of stuff. We also have like a, bas a basketball podcast because I love nice. basketball. Yeah. We just started a show about growing up in a South Asian household. You have a hustle like nobody else. <laughs> I would like, I would then, cripple me. Well, I mean, it just comes out of time management. And then, you know, the third podcast, which is like this thing, this whole conversation. And I think that, you know, my, what I tell people, and this is a, such a long-winded exposition mm -hmm. to ask you the question. But what I tell people is that at the end of the day, don't try to chase the numbers. Don't try to chase a lifestyle even. Mm -hmm. Just make something that excites you, and when it's made, when it's out there, you got to be your toughest critic and just make a, make the next one better. Yeah. Like, people are going to give comments, good, bad, or otherwise. Exactly. Whatever it is, don't yeah. let the good get to your head, mm -hmm. don't let the bad bog you down. Look at that thing and make it better. Yeah, exactly. That's, it, so, is, is, how do you, is that how you kind of frame it? I or? mean, that's that's the mind state that I'm in now. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I can't get, I can't equate my photos to my YouTube, but I feel like, in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, people are gonna expect so much more than, yeah, of yeah. me than this, yeah. and that could be crippling. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that'll cause me to not do it at all. Yeah. Um, but with the backpack thing, like I said, I was gonna do it, and then people kept asking. Like literally, I got like 50 requests for the backpack video, and that feels like <laughs> what a lot. What bag do you have? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I kept mentioning it, and that feel it ends up feeling like a lot. So I'm like, I have to make this video, but yeah. like I wasn't ready to make it, or and I was just like, yeah. whatever. You know what? I like the bag. I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah. And the next one will be better. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's all I could hope for. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. every time, just level up a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. So. i like that that word level up every single yeah, time yeah. um what's your advice for someone that is about to go on youtube or just mm -hmm. or in general just create something and put it out in the public what's your advice to them to kind of like persevere mm -hmm. through the bullshit yeah. keep it doing because it is a long game uh yeah. and to keep that consistency going i guess just to i mean for me I, i'm just honest mm -hmm. you know i uh i try not to like 
get too deep into specs, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I think just coming from an honest place, and if you have something of value to share, yeah, share that portion of what it is that you're talking about. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Don't get caught up in the trends. Because I've had people also send me like, like some website that like has an algorithm that tracks trends. Right. Like, do do this stuff. Oh, and I'm like, right, right. Ah, I don't know. You I'm going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to talk about what I like and what yeah. I know. Yeah. Um. So just stay true. Yeah. You know. I respect that. I mean, yeah. again. You know, for me, it's all about, I look at other people that I really, really resonate with. Mm -hmm. And those are the opinions that I give way to. Yeah. So, like, even yeah. after this, I'm like, hey, I made this video. I want to hear what you think kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's more, for me, it's like, feedback is great yeah. in general. But it's good to have maybe two or three or four or five people yeah. that you value their judgment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, try to get different backgrounds. Maybe That's someone is like a business very mind. Important. Maybe someone is a marketing yeah. mind. Maybe yeah. someone is just like a creative. Or someone mm -hmm. does the same thing you do. And those people culminate that. And listen to that feedback and yeah. just make it better. It's important to get that the people that you respect and value yeah. their opinions yeah, yeah, and yeah. not be influenced by the negative ones. Because I've gotten like maybe three negative comments on my YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like one of them I got drunk one night. <laughs> 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 I was out like... <laughs> and this message came through and I just like... I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. I yeah. like tore into this dude. I, uh, <laughs> I, the, I, I got like a couple of them. The funniest one I got mm -hmm. was that the one I did for the XT3 preview. I didn't even pay for the helicopter. I'm not rich. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, I'm not rich, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, X, the Fuji team, they flew us out. Yeah. And a guy, some European man, he got very mad and he just flamed on me and the impact that I'm doing on the environment, saying how I flew out <laughs> to just preview a camera and I'm what I'm doing. And <sighs> I'm just like, you know, the, the child in me yeah. wants to just put him down yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I think that it's important that people like us that, you know, we are figures of authorities in a small way. Mm -hmm. People are watching us and watching how we respond. Yeah. I think it's important and it is difficult, yeah. but to approach that with compassion. Oh, absolutely. And I had a, a similar situation to, to that. And I, I think I always try to diffuse it and come to a point where there's like a little humor in it. Yeah, like yeah. I poke fun at the person and we can have a dialogue. But yeah. I'm like, let's have a dialogue. Yeah. I had one dude recently just be like, he was like, oh... I did an unboxing of the XC3 yeah. and it ended up being like a really long, we were commenting back and forth for like an hour or something yeah, like yeah. that and like maybe like 15 comment thread. Yeah. And I, he just wrote something super dismissive where it was just like, oh, um, uh, this video has everything I hate. This is the first time I've seen your channel. Oh. Um, so sadly won't be coming back. Yeah. But by the way, these are the Fujifilm cameras I use. And I was just like, what? So I asked him, I'm like, dude, don't just say something completely useless like that. Yeah. Tell me what you don't like. Yeah. Like, what's the feedback? We can yeah. start a dialogue with yeah. some constructive criticism. Exactly. And he's like, well, for one, you're just buying cameras. Like, you have money. Talking yeah. about ex replacing your ex. He just went into this whole thing. And I'm like, you're watching a channel of a professional photographer who yeah. uses this equipment. And you don't like the fact that I busted my ass to buy my gear. Yeah. Sounds like it's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, mean, but that's usually what it is. It's yeah. a lot of people, they have yeah. their insecurities and their exactly. issues yeah. that they need to air out in some yeah. way. And unfortunately, but one funny thing was, uh, which I want to ask you about your camera, he yeah. was like, and also, he's like, you mentioned in your video that you waited all day to unbox this camera yeah. and the security sticker's not even on it, so you're just another lying YouTuber. And I was just like, oh. I went back to the video and I'm like, there is no sticker on it. It was literally the first time I unboxed yeah. it. So yeah. I like went and I like opened up the package. I was like, yeah. was my sticker tampered with? Yeah. And I got on. I was on the phone with Amazon for two hours. Seriously? Trying to get a refund. I'm like, I'm sending this shit back. Who yeah. opened up my camera? Yeah. They don't put a sticker no, on it. They don't. <laughs> so because of this troll yeah. on YouTube, I'm trying to return uh, my yeah, That's why you got to be careful. Yeah. 
all these people that are getting on YouTube, you gotta be yeah. careful about these people. Yeah, right? man. So, but I ended up thanking him at the last comment. I was like, "Thank you so much. I'm about to return my camera." I was oh, like, no. did you go like, back and tell him you lying sack of shit? At that point, I was just like, "Fuck <laughs> it, man." Like he's not gonna like he hadn't responded to that one. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna. I thought about going back and be like, "There is no sticker." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Who am I right now?" There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because okay, listen, I hate to end it here. Mm. I personally would not ask you this question. Mm. But my wife <laughs> expects me to ask this question. Uh, Your boys with Jason Momoa. Oh, God. I was like, what in the world? Is okay. Yeah. Your boys with him. Uh-huh. He's on your IG. You see him in the story sometime. <laughs> How did that story, Cal Drogo, uh, Aquaman now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're riding him, riding with him to New York Comic Con. Yeah. Where did that happen? Ah, uh, man. How we you guys go back, that? dude. I think I've known him maybe like. 10, 10 years, 12 years now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, so I, I used to hang out with Zoe Kravitz back in the day. Oh, shit. All which right. Which is a stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was working at the Bowery Hotel and it was like all the celebrities hung out there. Yeah, it was yeah. like a really hot spot. So I used to hang out with like yeah. a ton of celebrities back yeah, yeah. in the day when I worked there. And um, she came through one time with him and I thought it was her boyfriend. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. So I'm like going up to their room with them. She's like, oh, come up with us. I want you yeah. to meet somebody. Yeah. Opens the door and like Lisa Bonet is there. Yeah. Sitting on the, I don't oh, know shit. why. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> bugged out and it turns out this is her her man yeah so i'm like oh whatever so i guess so he gave me like the, the like stamp of approval yeah so yeah. one day he comes out and i again i have no clue who the fuck this guy is he yeah. had long dreads all the way down to his back yeah but, and he's like yo is there anywhere to skate around here and i was like yeah there's a skate park in brooklyn so yeah. we ended up hopping in a taxi and going to kcdc which isn't there anymore yeah. and we skated this bowl all day long and um there was this kid there and he's like holy shit and i was like what's up and he's like you know who that is and i'm like i have no clue and he says like this crazy alien name he's like that's the he's the uh assassin on um the stargate atlantis and i was just like oh he's an actor i was like i had no clue he's like you're hanging out with him you don't know who yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like i'm supposed to go to school but i'm just gonna sit here and like watch him skate all day yeah and like yeah, ever since then we were cool because like that was his first time out in new york he'd never right. been on a bridge before right, or anything right, and like right. we used to drink our way through the lower east yeah, side like we, yeah. we used to party and he just over the years, I, when I go to LA, I stay with them. Yeah. Topanga. Yeah. But, like, he, uh, yeah, dude, he's just gotten from nobody to, yeah. like, he's a fucking Aquaman now. He's, he's a fucking yeah. superhero. So, back in the day, I ended up going to my first Comic-Con with him. He was Conan the Barbarian. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did so that, too. Yeah. It was dope. I got to ride in the car with him and Rose McGowan, and they did, like, a panel. So, nice. I was, like, in the back chilling with them, and yeah, then they did, yeah. like, a meet and greet. Yeah. So, it's dope. When they do those things, they, like, sit and you get to sit in the background and, like, chat with them all day long. Yeah, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, literally, I spent the whole day with Rose McGowan, and she was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we had dinner, and, like... Because I don't, I don't subscribe to this whole Star Worship stuff, but there's yeah. some people, some personalities that are, like, you just seem like a dope person. Like, no, you know, like, someone yeah, to have a yeah, real yeah. conversation with. He's one of the realest people. Yeah, ever. yeah. And uh, I think part of like one of my fears is like you know i'm i'm probably his best friend in new york he yeah. travels all over yeah, the place right but yeah. whenever he gets here i'm the first person he hits up and yeah, we go yeah. and have dinner and we nice. have beers and like nice. kick back but like i've always kind of been like when is the hollywood gonna set in when is he gonna change and like he hasn't i mean he's done things to prove that he's never going to change and, and that's like, what i respect about him like, he's a see, solid and even person. the stuff that he posts and he shares yeah. Like, yeah he's the same guy yeah, he's yeah. never gonna change. He's, that's awesome. And he's Hawaiian, so like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a lot. His culture is the like culture is loyalty. loyalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. dope, man. Yeah, I had to ask that question. <laughs> she would have <laughs> forgive me if I came back to Toronto not asking that question. And that's the end of our show. Huge shout out to Jason, aka Stock Easy. Make sure to follow his account on Instagram and on YouTube. And if you've been watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel below and leave a thumbs up. 
and as well as your comments. Let me know what you'd like to see on future episodes or if there's someone you'd like me to go out and interview. I'd love to know what suggestions you guys have. And if you've been listening to the full-length podcast, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to Controlled Chaos on iTunes, Google, or Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from, and leave a review. That really helps to get the show out there. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time.